spent nights on the couch playing Goldeneye yeah. and Smash and everything. Wayne Gretzky 3D Hockey, which is like my favorite game ever. <laughs> um, like those games, like talking shit, punching each other, like having a party, not like playing online. And I know it's kind of different now, right? Like I don't like playing online being screamed at by racist 15-year-olds. Sure, I want to no sit in my <laughs> right. living room with my friends and play a game and have a good time and Scream have a party. Right, stuff. right. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. It's episode 159. This is your host, Trip Zero. Uh, we've got a real, real special episode for you guys tonight. Uh, we're going to do some intros, and then we're going to get right into it. So uh, let me ask, who's on my left right here? You got Neo Yoshi? Neo. Neo underscore Yoshi on Twitter. Oh, I forgot we're doing that. Are we? Are we still doing it? Yeah. Yeah. It, worked, it worked well. Did it? And, and uh, Neo Yoshi on Twitter. Nice. Nope, and Twitch. I meant Twitch. Too many T's. Go ahead. As you were. How are you, dude? I'm great, man. That's, it's, <laughs> that's it's, awesome. It's been great. It's I just great. forgot that we were doing the little handle intro. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It works keep, so much keep better. It quick. I mean, how did, how did it sound on last week's episode? Was it good? Did we listen? Yeah, it was fine. I, I, I edited I did. it. Yeah, did. I listened. Sound good? I, I, I I'm asking because I didn't listen to our episode. I just I just <laughs> want to do it that way. I think it makes more sense. I think so too. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Otherwise, people who don't get to the end of the episode will never know where to find. That's us true. That's why no one listens. So, uh, which sometimes I'm really surprised anyone makes. I know it to the it's end it's, of the it's really funny. So. I'm Trip Zero TV on all of my socials. There you go, including Twitch. There you go. Who's over here? This is Felix Hergood, uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Felix Hergood and Mixer. dot com forward slash Felix Hergood. Both, yeah, maybe. I do a, a double stream. I can't say multi stream because that means something else. No, you, you're saying the right it, thing. It's a double stream. People get it's it. It's a, a binary yeah. stream. Yeah, but you could just say That's multi-stream. Stupid. You don't have to be yeah. that guy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here. You're here. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm good. Okay. He's relaxing. Uh, I sp- I spent, you, could, you could tell. He's, he's, he's coming down. He's I spent an down. entire day all the way up until you came over to pick me up yeah. playing Assassin's Creed Origins. Guys no out there listening, we're, we're on location for this yeah. episode, so Felix had to set everything up in a new space. He did space. a great job. He did a great job. Fantastic job. He's a little bit, you know. Yeah, he'll be good. When I go, when I go to a minute mark. When I go to a space... That I'm not comfortable with, I, I, I get a little anxious. It's sure. just natural. So you're not comfortable in you're my am- home. You're among friends. I think your home is wonderful. <laughs> He's, Thank you. You're, you're, you're sitting here it's in so some beautiful. very closed language. You're crossing your chest. Oh, no, no, no. Here. I was just... Just, <laughs> now don't, now don't he doesn't put know the spotlight on. I, I, I don't know, know why I was I crossing my arms. It's okay. It's anyway, this is Lock and Key here. You could find me on Twitter at Lock underscore Key, and you can find me on Mixer at Mixer.com slash Lock and Key. Um, yeah, we're, we're not, we're not in the normal studio. We're at my, uh, my home for this episode. So Felix, thank you for, for lugging out the, uh, the chest. Yeah. Thanks dude. Full not of a treasures. problem. And we've got our very special guest. Yeah. Nick from PHL collective. Nick, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? How uh, are you? Nick from PHL collective at PHL collective on Twitter. If we're doing the plugs up front, plug do it up, it, man. Plug do it. it. Yes. Get people um, on your stuff right away. Go. Yeah. Company stuff is PHL collective all over across the board. I personally don't have any of that. So mm, there you go. Probably better. That's easier. Easier to handle. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. welcome, man. Glad Thank to have you. you here. Thank you. 
Um, so a little bit about about Nick. Um, Nick is a game developer, right? And we're going to talk a little bit more about what he does. Um, we're going to spotlight a game um, that's going to be coming out um, on the Switch um, real soon. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit more about that as well. Um, but uh, Nick, if you could do us a favor and just share a little bit about your background and, and how you came to develop maybe PHL Collective and, and everything in between as best you can maybe. Should we disclose our relationship? Is that like the professional? Like, I mean, jur- sure. Is that the journalism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, Nick is my brother-in-law. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Nothing we say is legit anymore. Yeah, um, he, he is, yeah. Um, so he is family. Um, but You didn't sound enthused about that. Yeah, I guess I could like... You kind of trailed off that. I could, family. Could, yeah. uh, he's so family. So is this, <laughs> is this cronism or nepotism? What would it be? I, Nepotism I, is when you like you give like an immediate family member like a like a break like a break a deal. I mean, maybe it's cronism. I don't even know what that word is. Cronism yeah, is when, you, when you, you. I got you. I'm on. Cr- <laughs> cronism is when you give like favoritism to somebody who like 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 without Trump, regard to their qualifications. Right, without reg- oh, yeah. regard to their I don't think anyone that's listening to this podcast cares. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, got, you got one to be, guy per- to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Okay. No. okay. Yeah. Um, but of course, yeah, I've known, I've known Nick for, for a long time. Um, I guess the better part of a decade at this, at this point, which is, which is wild to think about um, that it's been, <laughs> it's been that long. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm super excited that he's finally on, on, the, on the podcast. Um, but I think for everything that's happening in the news, a little bit about what we talked about last week with that Verge article coming out, mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's great that we have uh, a game developer, game developer local to, to Philadelphia on the show. So tell us a little bit about yourself. And, and I know you, know you weren't always at PHL Collective, right? Right, right. Yeah, I'll tell you about myself and then hopefully I don't, Tell all the stories, and then in another ten years, I can come on again. Mm-hmm. Is that Perfect. Right. Perfect. I will, I will tell you everything as, on this yeah. episode. As long as Felix uh, makes it another ten years, uh, yeah. <laughs> the stress levels might not. Uh, I <laughs> got to get into yoga. Thank you. Thank you. I'm already. Meditation. I'm already pushing forty, and I'm thinking more about my mortality. And you had to go there. Didn't you? <laughs> Thanks a lot. I got an old Wii Fit board. If you want to get in there, <laughs> oh, the Wii Fit board. Yeah. Yes. We'll get you in there, maybe. Uh, keep, you got to keep the, the dot on the center and do your little yoga. I just want the, you to take care of yourself. That's all. I, I subscribe to the concept that repeating information, like it's a podcast. Podcasts happen. We do a weekly podcast. So yep. We do this all the time. I think returning to a game or a guest the you know two or three weeks in a row wouldn't be a good thing. Sure. But returning to a guest in like six months, like that's that's not unheard of. No. No. You know, we do so many episodes. Yeah, it doesn't do. matter. We can do this as many times as you want, Nick. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you as long as you don't care. <laughs> Anytime you want to promote a new game, man, just, just wedge yeah. myself just in. Let so us know. so I guess uh, a little bit more targeted, like how long have you been in the gaming industry umbrella, like as a whole at this point? Um I think it's been a little bit over fifteen years at this point I've been working in games. Okay. Um so I guess the abridged version of my story is um went to school. Mm-hmm. At Philly U, right for industrial I'm a, design. I'm a Philly U alum. Hated it. Left. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Uh, uh, I didn't like I know it that you. much either. <laughs> really? They, they just got acquired by Thomas Jefferson University. They did, which is a huge, a huge so yeah. weird. Yeah, it's a big win for them. I had a friend that loved win. it there. It's, it's no, no. I loved, both. I loved the school, the yeah. program. I just, kinda, oh, I just kind of gotcha. dealt gotcha. with, and I'm not doing anything with my degree, but. Neither is ninety percent of the population. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I anyway. went to Go biology on. and film. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Philly U, right? Yeah, so Philly U studied industrial design, hated it, left, enrolled in Full Sail University, like in the very early days of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
I guess that's another school I really can't say like great things about, but mm. like they did mm. their job, you know. I that got was to, I got to where I am. Kind of a gamble at that point. So what it was, was between Full Sail and Digipen, which was the school that Nintendo was hooked up with for a while, oh, wow. and then the Portal Portal Kids came out of a, a while back. Oh, oh wow. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know yeah, yeah. yeah, Portal was a was a student design Narptacular Drop. I think yeah. was the game's name. Yeah, and then yeah. they attached it to Orange Box when that came out. Yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned Portal because I just played Portal One for the first time. Like That's pathetic. I know it's real bad. <laughs> I know. Well, here's the thing. Takes a lie, am I right, yo? Here's the thing. Right. Dig in, Nick. Dig yeah, in. Uh, that's fine. You can. You, you absolutely can. Um, so I never played it on Orange Box because I, I didn't buy Orange Box. Um, and I didn't have a PC to play it. It's but good, it's just funny reasons. that like Portal has come up natural in conversation like 10 times since I've played Portal for the first time like a decade later. I mean, good. <laughs> I'm stoked like, oh, for the, the fresh, and I've the never fresh played perspective. Two, so I'm going to play two it's soon great. as well, which is, which is awesome. So sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No. So um, went to Full Sail, graduated with a degree in 3D art. I was doing environment art. Um, and 3D models, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I left school, I took a graphic design job, so I was doing some graphic design work, not using my degree at first, because um, it was tough being an East Coast guy when most of the game stuff was West Coast. Yeah. There was so many grads coming out West Coast that they weren't, a lot of studios weren't willing to take a risk on a kid from the East Coast and spend the extra money to move them over like, across oh, wow. the country. Right. They could just get grads coming out of you know, USC or wherever else, which is just cheaper to move them to Santa Monica, right? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you're, within, you're within the state. Um, so I started applying for a lot of jobs. I got some hits, took a lot of art tests with some different studios, but none of them really panned out. So I was like, you know what? Screw this. Can I curse? I don't know. You should, you should you fucking go. do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I said, fuck this. Uh, I'm going to start, I'm going to apply and I'm just going to like see what happens. And if nothing happens in the next couple of weeks, I'm packing my stuff up and I'm moving out to LA and I'm going to say, this is my address now. So when I start applying for things, like they're going to think I live within mm-hmm. the state. So I started applying at a bunch of different companies and Square Enix were the first people to get back to me. And it was for Sweet. an entry level, entry level job. It was in the first couple, like maybe two years that they opened up the LA studio, which later became Kojima LA, which later turned back to Square LA. Oh no! I'm sorry. No, no, that was. I'm sorry. That's Konami. What am I thinking? They were right down the street from each other. Okay. So Um, it was Kojima's Konami Studio when they opened that. That was actually down. I'm sorry. I totally mixed up Square and Konami. Yeah. yeah. So you wait. Were you working for Square or Konami? I was working for Square. Cool. Yeah. So I was in Square's LA studio, which was down the street from Konami's LA studio. Um, So I was working for Square, and the first game I worked on um, was in a QA capacity. So I was working on Final Fantasy XII. That was my very first game that I shipped. So that was like 2003 or four, something like that. Yeah, something like like that. That was a while. Because that came out near the end of the PS2 cycle. It did. Yes. Yes. That was like one of the last games that came out. Mm -hmm. Like last like big game that came out. I think. Yeah, Yeah, because then 13 came out on three PS3. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I really talk about 13 all the time. I tried to finish it, dude. I tried to go back just to get like the platinum. Like you're just running down, a, do like it. you're just running down different hallways, hallways, like, hallways, hallways, everything all at once, back to the hallway, yeah. for like the end. Let's not talk anyway. about that. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. It's very easy to get trailed off. Well, yeah. I mean, like that was the first final Final Fantasy game I ever played. Oh, twelve, twelve. So like, I was it's the only one like I haven't played. It's a great game. Yeah. Like I, I from what to. I've they fun- just remastered it, so like I need to. So all my friends were yeah. like, "Oh, all right, your first Final Fantasy game, like you're gonna need to like learn and like get into it. It's gonna be tough, and it was." Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "This is actually a really good one." And then any of the other Final, Fan- Final Fantasy games you play are gonna be completely different. Yeah, like, I know. I guess sure. the newest one, like fifteen, is like, 
it has some 15 similarities. Has, it's more it's action. Not, you can yeah, control exactly. like the players yeah. on the field the way you can yeah. well, too. The, yeah. the thing with 12 that, as you know from working on it, is like the seeing the monsters on the map yeah. and encountering them that was way a was, was a new thing yeah. because in 10 and every other one before that, it, all rent, like, like 11, it took it from 11. Like the MMO had the, the, the monsters on the map that you would go and engage on purpose versus the random mm-hmm. encounters. They were all that you just party get. based, turn based, yeah. active yeah. time battles. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it was active time battle. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah, so it would take you out of the world map, bring you into a battlefield. Yeah, and you had the little you arcs just, coming at you, yeah. off of you and to the you, monsters. You yeah. Select your attacks from a menu and like. Yeah. 12 similarly did that, but like. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, I mean, it was great. I learned, like, the language of Final Fantasy, which was, like, insane, because I was like, this isn't English, but it is. Like, yeah, it was yeah. weird. So, yeah, I worked with Square Enix, shipped, shipped Final Fantasy twelve, and then immediately jumped ship to another opportunity that presented itself at Vivendi. So that was Vivendi and Sierra pre-Activision oh. acquisition. Now, as as you guys know, currently in the news, Vivendi just failed at their hostile takeover of Ubisoft. We talked about that last yes. week. We did talk about that last week. Yeah, they, yeah. they just failed. So that's, it. that's actually, okay, go go on. Yeah. This is kind of interesting. Listen to our other episodes out there, guys. Yeah, yeah that was, I guess that was before, like, they were considered, like, evil. I, I don't know. They were still, yeah. they, were, they, were, they were big in the industry, especially with Sierra Online and all the Sierra games that were coming that's out. So, like, right? Mm. So the first game I worked on there was Fear. So um, I jumped from Final Fantasy XII to Fear, and like that was probably one of like the greatest things I've ever worked. I love that game so much, and I love Fear Two and F- Fear Three or whatever they started yeah, putting yeah, it on. Yeah, like they three, put, yeah, they yeah, put yeah, three yeah, in yeah. the yeah. 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 I like they're so good. Yeah. I love this game so much. I wish they would remaster them. Mm. I was, That's true. There's not many games that you think about that you're like, I wish. That they would just redo it and bring it to current generation. Yeah, like but they keep throwing games at us that we're like, okay. I mean, I guess I'll play that again. It's you know, like I the big, the big sellers is what they keep. They don't go to again. like these smaller titles that weren't like super super popular as far as like probably sold a lot of units. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. well, yeah, Warner Brothers acquired the Fear license when they acquired Monolith after the acquisition so they mm. they own it now so it's just right. a matter of if they want to do rematch I mean true I would buy that as many times as I've purchased Resident Evil 4 like I will still mm-hmm. I would I would buy Fear if it came out for every single console yeah. like moving forward that's mm. just because I'm a crazy person but um, I never touched it but now it's a pretty strong is that, I'm, I'm assuming yeah, it's I'm on P- is it, it's not exclusive to, to console is I know it, nah. it was on console I don't know if it was on PC it was on PC first was it it was on PC first and then there's a bunch of like Perseus Mandate and some other like uh Side story uh, stuff. Expansions. Um, but it, it was Xbox. Get on Steam then. Yeah. yeah. It's probably yeah. super cheap. Oh, it's too. probably dirt mm. cheap as well. It's 360 and it's PS3 also. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's on Steam. Because I was looking to go and play, like, the Stalker series as well on Steam, which is which is super cheap. on. So it's, like, the general at the same time frame, I think. Um, so you leave... You leave Square, you go there. I go to I go to Vivendi, and I work. Right. First game I work on is Fear. Okay, and it was the first PS3 game that Vivendi released. So we had PS3 dev kits in the office for the first time. So like, oh wow, these were like I said, Monolith is developer. These were monolithic black boxes with like switches on them, like old school like. IBM like computers like actual yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah are they like like core controls like activating like a certain amount of power for the so, no they actually did like actions so you could actually they're like almost like like, mac- like macros or something yeah. like that on a controller right okay it also came with a foot pedal okay like a guitar foot pedal you could plug this thing in and use it to take screenshots so if, like if you're playing through the game you need to like record something or like grab something real quick you just press just down the pedal the and it would grab a was screenshot th- real this quick. before the release of the PS3 to the public yeah this is a dev kit 
Like this, this is was like as they're developing for PS3. Like, yeah. But after the console comes out, you develop on, on a, a PS3. I would assume. Yeah. yeah so or, essentially, the way that the the cycle goes is like you get these monstrous developer kits that come out first. It has and a similar as, hardware configuration to the PS3, right? But, or whatever console. But you don't on. see what it looks like. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. It's like seeing like the the cars that are com- like the the concept cars that are completely covered, and you don't actually get to see. But like, you can like tinker with it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's like, cool. That's pretty cool. Like the PS2 dev kit was like a massive square that kind of looked like a PS2, but like not really. Okay. But like right. as they continue to develop it, like right. You get new versions of the the, the, the debug kit or developer sure. kit, and then it looks closer and closer to the actual hardware. Nice. So. Yeah, and, and that makes sense because, like, going based off of my industrial design degree, like your engineer, your engineers have done the work to figure out, like, for the most part, like what's inside of it. Like they know the GPU they're going to use, they know the CPU they're probably right. going to use, and they're so you want to get working what, on it before right, it looks the way it looks. Exactly. Your ID people go in, and it's like, okay, you need to fit all of these things inside of this and make it look pretty. Yeah, and then you get a PS3 that's you kind know of. a rocket ship that still, still kind of literally large you know, <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah that first PS3 was dope man still I got one it. with all the I still got one actually I got feelings but I sold mine to lock yeah. mine's yeah. dead I cooked it three times in the oven trying uh, to reflow that I'm board. telling you GTA 5 that thing almost it killed, blew it killed up my PlayStation yeah, yeah. yeah, I still got mine. Do you have the 40 gig one? With the, oh, I have the backwards compatible one. The emulation they got rid engine? Of the, yeah. I, I that was worth Metal Gear Solid 4. I still, I, yeah, I still have it. You have yeah. the Metal Gear Solid 4 one? I, that's the it's one that I bought now. from him. It makes me sad. Because he, he really wanted me to play Last of Us. I had uh-huh. not played Last of Us at that point. Mm. You had a new PS3? Yeah, right? I... I, you had two PS3s. You had the red one. I don't even remember was who I bought one? it from, but I bought... He did have a red one. I do. I still do. Yeah. No, I I bought that... Uh, PS3 Blair. from yeah oh, Beers from, whatever his name was uh, David Lopan yeah Blair that's <laughs> fine um, yeah that's who I bought it from and uh, and then I sh- very shortly after bought the God of War PS3 right. uh, like package right. or whatever so you sold me that you gave me a bunch of games and Last of Us but yeah I remember playing GTA 5 and putting in the disc and it loaded the load screen and literally the fans <laughs> on this thing yeah. like I really Just thought it was going to take off and yeah. like and transform then, into a rocket ship and like <laughs> blow a it's blow a hole it's in gone. my roof yeah. Since I was like okay you, never playing this yeah. game again Not yeah, worth and, it. You, and you haven't you never played it no I've never played GTA yeah. 5 no <laughs> I just went and played Last of Us like nine times yeah yeah you As you should. Yeah. Oh, it's still my favorite game. Okay, you redeemed yeah. yourself for the yeah. portal. Thing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, I, I find like the the inside information about like the way that like a developer kit is sent. Like we we talk a lot about being like armchair developers all the time. Like sure. yelling at developers. Like why didn't you do this? As like the gamer. No, I so literally would yell at developers. Us. You'd probably hate us a little bit because you're like, you know, like what you're saying is just not. You can't do. It's not that easy. You know. There's, but, I'm gonna look up a term. The, there's the, a there's a the, term for this where the the less you know about something, the easier it seems to you. There's an official oh, of like, course. like yeah. term. I think it's for any industry. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, you can apply to any any like uh, topic. Um, no, I mean, I was doing I was doing a Fallout. Sorry, I was doing an Uncharted four on crushing like difficulty oh, stream, and I was. It was so hard. I was screaming it's the out. Kruger effect. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. I was screaming oh, out Neil Druckmann's name on the like over and Druckmann! over. Druckman. Druckman. 
<laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get to a point one day. Or I was hey, tweeting at Neil, him. Can we uh, interview uh, about you know Uncharted? He's like, you're the dude. He's like, oh, I saw Felix here good on his stream. Man. My name on his stream. <laughs> you're not talking to me ever. No. So what? Tweeted at him too. I have a question. What is the like? They did they send the. The foot pedal, I don't know why, interests me so much. But is it like <laughs> really curious? Is it like because they don't have they don't have a they have a UI? I'm assuming. Like, do they have like what the PlayStation UI is at this point, or no? You're just loading right into a game. Yeah, it's just a development box that has hardware in it. Okay. Did they give you the like, controller that you were? There's a controller. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's the same controller as PS2. Right. They had it. Just didn't have six. Like, axes. It didn't have six axes in it. They were going to use the boomerang at one point. But they, they was, but they like. They shelved that pretty they quickly. Shelved, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, people, when people are like, what is this silver banana? <laughs> yeah. Like, it was get so out of here. Weird. If I remember, they, they couldn't get like the trademark for the DualShock that they were, were making for the PS2s at the end of the life, but they couldn't get the rights to it or something. But at the end of, like, as soon as, right, right before the PS3 was being launched, they were like, okay, we got it. We can, we can put the six-axis controllers into the yeah. as, as far as I remember this is like 2006 yeah I don't remember the entire thing I just remember like the boomerang was there mm-hmm. and then everyone was like ew and then everyone was like go back to the old one they went back to the old one not, and now everyone is like why won't they change your controller yeah and like yeah. it's like, like you can't you can't win at, you can't this, win. at this point I'm, so I, I'm, I, lo- I love that controller PS4 so. controller is a great upgrade oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean I like, love, upgrade, but it's a great I love the 4 one evolution yeah. of there's the different places. ergonomics in it that but it's also like why like like, okay, I used a Duke controller, and like, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Yes, and it's, and it's a and it's stupid. You gonna like, buy it again? They they made the new I, ones with the LCD screen on it. Maybe wow. if like I just stumble upon extra sure. money, which won't happen. But um, <laughs> like the PlayStation controller has always been a superior controller. Like, I, and I and I've been an Xbox gamer my entire Even life. Even to yeah, I was gonna say you were like uh, a Halo and, player, and I and I love the Elite. Like the idea of the Elite controller, like I love it, and I would never trade it in for a normal Xbox. Like a normal Xbox controller feels like a like a piece of paper compared to the Elite. But the PlayStation has always had a superior layout, and it's like why change what's not like and i agree with you like the ps4 upgrade was like a natural evolution adding that that central bar in the middle and things like that like don't like radically change something that works but i'm a i'm a spaz though so that bar is like a pain in my ass i tap it all the time well well, yeah okay you're a spaz (laughs) (laughs) so they actually did it today like three times this banana controller i only saw concepts of it yeah i think it was only a prototype like pictures yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i will say the PS4 controller, the PlayStation controller, is perfect for certain games, not all games. Yeah, I will. I, will, I never like. I always have all the consoles. Sure. And I always play first-person shooters on an Xbox. Oh yeah, I'm, and I never play an FPS on a PlayStation. Any third-person action game, anything like that, you're right. Perfect for a PlayStation Four. Yeah. Replace perfect is it for PlayStation. The analog stick alignment. Yes, is that it? Exactly it what it okay. is. It's and exactly and it's it funny is. that you mentioned that because I, and I I never knew, so I'm glad you're validating this because I just like the shooters that I grew up with were were obviously Halo, right, with my background. So like that's all I knew was was an Xbox controller. So I thought it was just like me being used to it. Like I could never, I've, I've never played a shooter on a PlayStation controller. I've only ever played third person like action games as well. But I know you guys have done shooters on on it, right? Yeah, I mean, I was about yeah, to say, both, yeah. I, I was literally talking to Felix before we came over here as we're waiting to get our food about how I feel more comfortable on the PS4, even for things like Destiny. I feel like I could perform surgery with my Destiny character on a PS4, but not on the Xbox. Like, I yeah. can get there and I can, I can be adequate, but I just, 
Um, I think it's just the training and the time, and I just well, it's, my it's thumbs, also your, like your hand orientate, like you like my these, thumbs live here forever. Right, your thought like it's everything. Yeah, yeah. right. But yeah, but like for some people, they're what well, they keep on the D pad like items and stuff. So like people are naturally going to reach down, or do they reach up when they like it's whatever you're comfortable with because the D pad sure. is is switched with that. Yeah, I do have an example of where a controller that changed over time really like fucked me in my ability to play something. So uh, as I like Smash Brothers a lot, mm. played Melee for hundreds and hundreds of hours, and Melee and a little bit of Brawl. So when my brother goes, let's play the Wii U version, <laughs> and he gives me the Pro Controller, <laughs> and uh. they, flipped, they flipped both of the, like, the analog sticks to the top, I couldn't play the game at all. It was like I'm a toddler trying to figure out how to... Oh, sure. They, they switched the whole control scheme on me, and it was like playing a new game again. It's like you were yeah, given a triangle so. trying to put it through a square block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but, like the whole, but my whole life I was like, this triangle always fits through this hole. Like, you know what I mean? Sure. Like it always... Well, that's weird. because you, you, you so have weird. a natural comfort level with like... like you, if you have to think about it, then you're already at a loss. Yeah. Like you're in a first-person shooter or in, in, an, in a fighting game, like... You need to not worry about what these are doing. The controls are doing, yeah. Like, yeah. this literally just needs to be second nature. And if it's not, you're already losing. Oh, yeah. And that's why, like, it was holding awful. a PlayStation controller and then having to do this and, like, yeah. never. Yeah. I know it's never. just my personal experience, but playing Sea of Thieves, I'm like, how do I take my fucking gun? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look right. at it all the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. My uh, Nintendo Switch, when I moved to it, I got, like, their, their controller, like, the Pro Controller. Their Pro Controller? That. And the problem I have is the, I guess you're going to call it the primary action button on most controllers is like the one at the bottom. It's swapped. And it's they Nintendo. moved it to what, what, what is, on an is, Xbox would be called B. A, you B, know? or Switch. Yeah. That is a common Japanese control scheme. I get it. Which is, funny enough, the I can't change it. I get it, but I'm American. <laughs> the, American. The controller, the, the triangle, circle, X, and square. So they put the X at the bottom and the square, the circle at the... You know, on the your, right. You know, mm-hmm. On your right, because X is no and circle is yes. So like in Metal Gear Solid, when you're playing that, you're hitting... Or every Final Fantasy up through probably 10, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're hitting circle for, yeah, for like this menu. Yes, yes. Confirmation, yeah. X is your cancel. That was just like a little little fun fact for you. Oh. It, it's it's like, fun. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, it's, it's annoying as <laughs> shit. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. I, I'm now like... Not ambidextrous. I'm. I can play all three controllers, and I'm. My mind can just switch. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm one. Of, I, was, I was telling him that I'm one of these people where I grew up my whole life playing both, and I have no complaints. I can yeah, play first first person shooters on both, and yeah, but there's a di- like. I guess that just goes to your mindset into it because I can't like. I don't like to lose. Like I, I hate losing. So like <laughs> I don't like, like to lose. No, no. I know you don't, but like you don't. You don't care that much. I don't know. Have you seen his streams? No. Okay. Against AI, we're we're, we're like, talking like, like remember trials that we would do. Oh, I don't care. So, so what? So what I'm saying is, is like, yeah, yeah, I could function playing a shooter. Like my hands still work. I'm just like, like I'd rather play an action game or like Until Dawn, where like I just have to hold the controller and like hit a button every 25 minutes. Like <laughs> play I, in quotes. Yeah, play in quotes. Right. <laughs> Versus like I like if I were to lose because like I hit the wrong button. That's like what I'm I saying. I'm aim. not. I'm not. I guess I'm not in tune enough with the controller to feel that the that it's the controller causing causing me to lose. Di- gotcha. Okay. Right. Most of the time, my immediate instinct is to jump up. No offense, Nick. Up the developer's ass when I'm losing and blame them instead of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always. Well, as as we should. Yeah. Or 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 me. 
just being terrible at being, a game. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, that was a long controller talk. I blame so, myself yeah, a lot. So yeah. you're playing, you're playing, you're you're developing on the uh, PS3 dev so kit, yep. right? So you're at at this Vivendi. part of the story. You're at Vivendi, Vivendi, and you're you're developing what at this point? So we were after Fear was was shipped. Um, I moved over to a game called Time Shift, which okay. you you let me play. I think I think you gave. I probably gave you a copy. Of I think you gave me ago. a copy of Time Shift. But the game that the version it's that 360, I three sixty, obviously, 360, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This wasn't Time Splitters, was it? No, no, it was no. a completely Time separate Shift. game. Okay. God, you don't know my discography. So, Come on, man. And you know, I'm on your website <laughs> here, and I'm like, okay, he's got. A well, that was, a diff- that was different. That was a different. <laughs> different time. Hey, Nick, I know um, this is your story, but are you sure it wasn't? Yeah, this I'm time pretty splitters? positive. Splitters is the one. He was like, I know what game you 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 worked. I would have loved to work on Time Splitters, but that was. In the UK, I was oh, in. Okay. I was, yeah, so I worked yeah, on Time no. Shift, right? Um, but it was in a different state at that point than the release version. Mm. Time Time Shift was um, a game that was being published by Atari at first, and it was a steampunked out time manipulation game, first person shooter. Right. Vivendi and Sierra picked it up, and then gave the developer Saber Active uh, mm-hmm. a little bit more time to modernize it and get away from steampunk because no one likes steampunk. Oh, that I might like be controversial, yeah. but I hate it at that personally. At that time, I think now it's still pretty, true. I don't know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it, a lot, yeah. It doesn't play too much in, like, video games. Like, I think Bioshock is as close you're going to get to, like, an Dishonored acceptable level. It. Dishonored of does steam- it Well, yeah, Dishonored is yeah. pretty steampunk. Yeah, but I think, I think Bioshock Infinite was, like... That's about it. That's about like, it. Outside of, like, like the... Dress up cosplay Twitter community. You're not really going too hard into uh, whale whale oil punk worked really well in Dishonor. Let's say yeah, like if you use steampunk as like a whale baseline and then built off of it, it's not sure. steam. It's whale oil. Whale oil punk yeah. is that a real? Every, I don't know if we should every, go down this hole. No, I'm not. We're not. I'm no, just, that, that was the, that's the I energy think, in the game. Am I right? That, that's what yeah. powers things wow. in Dishonored. Whale yes. oil. Yeah, I think we should just drive not down steam. the highway and not get yeah. the controller yeah. talk was enough. Please continue. That was not as much of a non sequitur as you thought. He knew where I was talking. I picked it up. I knew I played games. I thought it was like a Felix term. Oh, I very well thought it was a Felix term. Yeah, you're not alone. Yeah, I thought he was being himself. You just add a new type of like fuel every couple of years. (laughs) Just change the term punk. (laughs) I mean, Um, it's becoming like a huge thing cosplay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always has been. Because of Dishonored. Gears on shit and things that looks cool. See, okay, maybe that's the version of Steampunk I hate, and that's kind of what Time Shift was for a while. But we used the extra year development time to actually like put a more like sci-fi futuristic spin on things. Like Mm -hmm. a post-apocalypse, not a post-apocalypse. more of a, like a future dystopian yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing, right? which it definitely had. Weird, yeah. yeah, it definitely had yeah. that. Yeah. So um, the developer Saber Interactive that was doing Time Shift were actually located both in New Jersey and Saint Petersburg, Russia. So within that year's time, like they were on a crunch schedule, they needed to get the game out. So Vivendi sent people out there to Saint Petersburg, Russia, to help them finish the game, mm. and I was one of those people. Oh, nice! So I went to Saint Petersburg and lived there for a year. Yeah, um, I was there for six months. Had to come back to the U.S. get a new visa and go back oh, here wow. for six months. So and they like, paid for for that, right? Yeah, I had a, like apartments, like expense account. And the oh, whole that's thing. awesome. Yeah, like it was wow. amazing. It was my first time actually out of the country. Yeah, and it was like thrown into like a job which was like super important, and like I was starting to build my career. Thrown into a foreign country where I didn't speak the language, into a studio, like development studio. Did you come back with a Russian wife? No. <laughs> no. no. Unfortunately, no. Right. No. Um, that, that's awesome, though, man. That's the that's best cool. way to just, like, have a, a crazy adventure, you know? Yeah. Especially with someone, like, footing the bill for usually the most important stuff. That's the best part. Yeah. I was living <laughs> on someone else's diamond in St. Petersburg man. for a year. It was fantastic. 
That's um, sweet. So I took, a, I took a team out there, and what we did was we worked uh, with the development team to make sure that game was out on time. Did you guys, like, um, I guess, like, form their schedule and prioritize certain things over other stuff to make sure that the right, like, manpower is put to the right effect to make it on, on time and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, so Sabre had their own production team that did a lot of that. There's also the publishing production team from Vivendi that came over and helped them do that. Uh, I was the QA lead, so I was working with the QA team and the production team to okay. make sure that those things stayed on track and like we were like up to date on builds and we were coordinating with the team in LA to make sure like when we were sleeping or out partying, yeah, they, they were, were working yeah, yeah. in the office and like everything was like on this like always, twenty four hour cycle yeah. of like That's constant insane. like checks and balances to make sure like wow. we hit that November date, which was we released I think a week before Halo three. Right, right, right about now. the same time, and that was a yeah. big, that was a big battle that a lot of people didn't know about. Mm. Was like a lot of people weren't so hot on Halo Three, and that's because it wasn't a good game. Well, it's Halo Three. It had well, more you, marketing you, than of we course, did. of course. Yeah. But I think there was a lot. There was actually a lot of reviewers that preferred Time Shift over that, and mm. I was like, we were very like we were like, oh my god, that's like amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, but of course, it gets buried like most games. So oh my Halo god. Three lives on in time. The cover for it right it's, now. It's Panty Face. I recognize this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we called uh, we called the main character Thong Face or Panty Face because he had a yellow. <laughs> oh, yeah, he has a yellow like a, visor. Yeah. Got like a thing. Yeah. Yeah, and and what's what's crazy is like. I know, like, you had um, encouraged me to play it, and I think you had either given me a copy or whatever it may be, and, like, I knew playing it, and I played the whole series that, like, exactly what you're talking about, I would have just played Halo 3. Mm. Like, as as a consumer, oh, yeah. like, and I was also, like, younger, too, at that point, like, I wouldn't have, like, taken a chance on a, on a game that I wasn't necessarily aware of. Yeah, I would have yeah. went with... Especially for me personally, if all like, your friends are playing off, Halo Three, I'd be like, oh, "I'm gonna buy Halo Three. Really yeah, but I love. I was a huge fan of the game at that point because I play. I played through it. That's but. a larger conversation about launching new IP. How hard it is. Oh, like it's, it's insanely hard, right? Because like, okay, let's say Halo Three got a Metacritic average of an eight, and Time Shift got a Metacritic average of a seven. Like comparable, right? Mm-hmm. They're two good games, but people yeah. are going to go play Halo. Yeah, it's it's like it's name recognition. It's what, it's what they know. It, yeah. Exactly. And yeah, it's a, it's a great example. Yeah, yeah. Like Titanfall two was Titanfall two was a fantastic game, incredible. Yeah, and, incredible. It, and it got yeah. buried. And you you talked a lot about Titanfall. Yeah, 2. I got it. I got it when it came out um, what, a year or two ago, and that yeah. campaign is fantastic. It's one of the best shooter campaintings I've ever played. I played years. like a lot of games. It and reminded like, me of like Half Life two in a lot of parts, where it introduced the mechanics and then like kind of like threw them away, and then yeah. like here's the next thing we want you to do. And I yeah. was like, oh, and it wasn't like. A bunch of just like half baked ideas over a course of like a ten level campaign. They were like ten solid gameplay mechanics that kept you engaged and like on top of the movement mechanics in the game. Like it was like I cannot say enough good things about that game. It was so good. Mm. It was so good. And EA buried it between two major releases of sequels of like major sequels. What what were the releases at that point? It was between Call of Duty and the Battlefield One. Battlefield. Mm -hmm. Uh, Battlefield twashed it. And it was and. Uh, EA put it out right between they they launched Titanfall two right between both those games and we've talked a lot about like you know Shadow of Colossus remake was something mm-hmm. we talked about recently where yeah. like they released that game when nothing else was coming out at the time and it sells like crazy and, yeah. and also like not a lot of people played Shadow of Colossus on PS two so you had a lot of people not playing it a lot of people looking for a new game to play and it mm-hmm. and it crushed sales because of that. Where like a game like this, you know, like it's a great game that no one plays, or they play five years later and they're they like, put it, "How did I ever make?" They it put Titanfall two out in that like spring or like post post year. I think it would have done amazing. 
So yeah. I have a question for you, Nick, yeah. actually, on this on this topic. How much of your development schedule influences the release date? Like, is it is it does it affect that, or are the, are the or publishers the other like, around? no, it's going to come out this date, like it or not? No, so it has a huge effect on 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 the whole development cycle. So as we're like, let's say we're doing a new game, and we put together, we scope it out, we put together. Okay, it's going to take us twelve months. Twelve months is going to land us in August of 2019 or whatever it happens to be. I'm just making mm-hmm. stuff up. Sure, sure. August 2019. We look at that and we're like, nah, that's not going to work. That's the beginning of the quote unquote holiday season. Like, there's no good time to release a game anymore. So what it used to be was let all the big holiday releases come out. You're free and clear in Jan- from January to March, which is why Mass Effects used to come out in March or uh, February, yeah. March time. Yeah, I used to release them around then. January from March was you were free and clear. The holiday rush was over. That's where Bioware is targeting for uh, Anthem. Uh, Anthem. Yeah. Yeah. People had their money. They wow. had their gifts. Their, their gift cards. Like they're ready to buy new games. Sure. Like they're they're coming down off their Christmas binge or whatever it is, and they're ready for some new stuff. It's not like that anymore. It's literally every month now. It's just packed with releases. Yeah, true. Yeah. So like it's it's crazy. Like over the years, how things have kind of evolved, and like this schedule has gotten like way more compressed and way more compact and like you just have to kind of roll with it and like and there's not a lot you can do yeah. a lot of times it if you are coming out against a bigger title it's just all about your publishing partner and marketing power do you find can out you, like late kind of is it like too far gone at that point sometimes yeah. you usually find out at the big shows when people announce and you're like oh fuck yeah. they're coming out two weeks before us God, or they're coming man, out in September crazy. and you're does, like is that what happened with Halo 3 yeah kind of there's a lot of stuff you guys like looked at your character and halo's character and you were like this kind of looks alike well master chief was around before yeah yeah he'd been around for two games but uh, you know a lot of stuff right like we're not privy to what microsoft's release schedule is we don't know until everyone else knows like everyone's developing their own game in a vacuum okay i think that's kind of a part of my question too yeah so it really is like you're totally isolated working on your project and then you just find out yeah it's why developers sometimes develop the same game and they don't know that until you both publicly release it and there's oh, just, like nuts. similarities so between crazy. the two things and you're like did they steal our idea See, yeah. and movies, it's like movies do that all the time and I always thought that was on purpose like you know like Armageddon and deep, you know when they, they those movies that they yeah yeah, yeah. You know, there was, oh, you're talking about Deep Impact and yeah you're and talking Armageddon. you're talking yeah. so, uh, no, you're talking about a different in- Volcano industry Volcano and Dante's Peak were also another yeah thing that's that. it that yeah. was it yeah. those were one of them no but I, you're talking about a different industry and in different like some of that I think is planned like, I, I think they gotcha. definitely. I think it's a lot more visible too in the movie industry because, like, you know what scripts are being sold. You yeah. know what yeah. things are being done. Yeah. Like, you don't know what game deals are being done. Like, you don't know. I mean, you have a general idea if you're being represented by someone who's like, okay, like I heard so and so signed with you know so and so. They can like, push a movie out in six what six months. They can make a movie in six months. Have it edited really in to? three. It depends on. I guess VFX. But I'm saying, like, under a <laughs> yeah, year, seriously, they could have a movie on, made on how much. Yeah. Uh, That's what I'm saying. So, on like, how much of it is real? You can't. Nick can't being a part of a development studio, you know, learn that a game might be coming out with another company and then just roll yeah, into something. You can't, some, you can't shift off gears. Of a, off of a I'll give you, I'll, I'll skip ahead a couple of games and I'll give you like a real great example of that. Okay. Um, so after Time Shift, uh, the developer Saber Interactive offered me a position, a production position, and then I moved from LA to New Jersey to work in their offices and then continue to work in St. Petersburg. Okay. So. From there, let me try to think of everything that I worked on there. I worked on some mediocre movie titles like Battle Battle Los Angeles and R.I.P.D. So I got to work with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Jeff Bridges on that. Did you really do half-baked comic book? No, they didn't want to. We couldn't even use their likenesses. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't part of the deal. Um, 
So we did. RIPD, yeah. Did those games. Oh, what that. a movie. I know. Terrible. I, I remember watching. I think I watched the movie like with you too. Maybe. I was on yeah. set for a little bit. We were getting like assets and like we were. I didn't even know so. they made games out of those movies. It was an Xbox Live arcade game. Wow. Oh, it was part of like one of the summer of arcades, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They make, they make games out of anything. Yeah. They mm-hmm. don't care. Um, so then from there, I worked on a game called God Mode, which was a f- co-op shooter, third-person co-op shooter that Atlas published. Um, worked on a game called Inversion with Namco Bandai, which was Namco's shot at making a Gears of War clone. Mm. And they asked us to do it. And then I since we did... Game. Yeah, since we did Time with Time Shift, let's do Gravity. So uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we did that. I mean, it was cool. Like, there were some cool elements to it. So an example of that is zero-G movement. No one else was doing it at that time. We had no idea. And then EA shows the Dead Space trailer at E3. And you, got, <laughs> you, got, you have Isaac flying around in zero-G. Yeah. And we're like, God damn it. We thought we had this one super, like, we had a lot of gravity stuff going on in the game. And we had this whole end of the game, this big bombastic zero-G gunfight. You're flying through this, oh, the wreckage man. of the spaceship. And you're so excited for And us. we're like, no one's doing this. We have Gears of War-style third-person cover mechanics in zero-G. Like, oh, you're shit. pushing off and you're latching on the things and you're moving back and forth. And then we see Isaac do it. And we're like, fuck. <laughs> God, shit. We're like, no, no, no. Wow, dude. Um, but again, like, it's just, it just happens. Like, yeah. you... Do you look for like moles at that point? You're like, who the fuck talks? No, it's like, <laughs> it's like what you said. Like, there's a term for it. Like, n- like people are going to have the same idea about something. Yeah, and it's just a matter transcendentalism. of transcendentalism. Is it? Yeah, that's the term. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he just throws out things, yeah. so you could just say, yeah, it's probably. Yeah. Accurate. I mean, I don't know. I just know the Johnny. Sound, sounds right. It was that Johnny Depp movie. That was kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? Transcendence. Yes. Was it transcendence? Yeah, yeah that was yeah. it. Um, Isn't transcendentalism something else? It's, like it's meditation. It's a type of meditation. But yeah, I mean, it's true. I thought like, the same thing. Like, I feel like video games go through these, and we've talked about this like a ton. Like, they go through phase, they uh, go through games, like trends. Games. Yeah. So we did mm-hmm. what? We did um, we did uh, open world games, right? MOBAs. Like we're, we're starting to get to a point with like open world games where it's like, f- fucking stop yeah, with the open stop world it, games. Yeah. MOBAs, uh, battle royale, right, right now, right? Up. That's uh, we have. We're in it. Um, we're in the middle of. That we're right in the middle. Now. Yeah, every yeah. game is going to have a battle royale expansion. Um, MOBAs. MOBAs. Um, everyone was trying to do an MMO at one point. Yeah, I mean it, yeah. it. It happens. So the idea that like there and there's at that point you're you're talking about a lot of different studios and development cycles that could potentially like there's nothing saying that Trip doesn't have the same idea as me and he's at a studio nowhere near me just like we're just working. Dude, no one's done zero gravity. We're just cooking. Let's yeah. figure it out. Yeah. And you're like you're sunk. Both companies are sunk millions and millions of dollars both in development and marketing. You can't, marketing. Like, you can't like yeah. no. There's no going back from there. You just got to hope that dude, you can crazy. beat them. Like something in terms yeah. of quality and marketing, sure. make sure your title's more visible than theirs, you know. Mm-hmm. But like Namco and EA, EA is always going to outspend Namco, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we worked on a version. I, I worked on a version that was pretty cool. And then from there, um, we started working on uh, Halo titles with Microsoft and Three Four Three. So I was working on Halo: The Master Chief Collection, um, and then I started working on. I'm sorry, uh, Halo Anniversary. Right, and, and then yeah, and then the Master Chief Collection, and I left right before I left the company and formed my cur- current company, PHL Collective, right before Master Chief Collection shipped. Mm-hmm. The last official title that I was working on at Saber was Shaq Fu Two. Oh my god! Whoa! I was doing pre-production for that title before it hit Indiegogo. I left maybe a week before the Indiegogo campaign went live. That still hasn't come out yet. I don't think I, it's coming out probably the next couple months. I think oh, it's cool. it's already been like it's. 
going to get a box version. It's listed on a bunch of stores. Like, it, it's there. Oh, I kind of know awesome. what happened. Um, I don't think I'm at liberty to say. Sure. But it was not because of quality or anything like that. I think there's some other things happening. Sure. Um, it's crazy. But another example of doing the same game as someone else, mm-hmm. there's a game that we were working on at Sabre with a developer, or I'm sorry, with a publisher I can't mention. It was a open world uh, third-person shooter that had you rummaging and scavenging through a city that was taken over by an outside force. And then the division was announced. Oh, man. The game that we were working on at Sabre ended up being canceled. Um, this was after I left. I found out about this. But, like... You're not beating the division. No, we're not beating the right. division. But also, like, it's, again, it's, it, it's the same idea, right? Like, if something is kind of popular, if someone has an idea about doing something, like, people are going to build upon it and put the yeah, same kind like of mechanics on it. Yeah, a similar space. Someone, another designer, yeah. right? If they're talented or whatever, if they're having those... If they're playing yeah. the same games you are, they're going to come up with that same idea. Sure. So... Sure. Um, and, and I mean, what? Fuck, when did we first see Division? Jesus, we saw Division like we saw the no, Division no, like 2013. And what, what's launch of Division? Two, three years later, right? So I mean, really? you see this trailer, especially if you're working on it, and then the game doesn't yeah. even come out for another three mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's it's crazy. It really is crazy to so think is, about it that way. Is that a power move by developers to say like to like put a claim on this concept if they drop something super early? I'll tell you, like it, it's like paralyzing like we were i was in st petersburg and we were uh, we weren't at e3 that year i'm pretty sure that's where they announced the division for the first time it makes sense that's yeah. probably where ubisoft did it um and with the day night cycle like we didn't catch it until like the next oh, morning true. yeah you guys are sleeping and we saw it and like like it's like our hearts dropped out of our chest like we were like oh wow. my god are you kidding me and then of course the, there's e- like i open up my email in the morning and it's like tons of emails from the publisher and there's yeah. like and then like shit just goes crazy right mm-hmm. and everyone's like now what do we do you know and it's like mm. well you either forge forward and try to come up with maybe some new ideas maybe they're not not yeah you know watch that trailer like a thousand times to see if you can pick anything up see what they're doing that you're not yeah but like and money's been spent at that point oh, dude, so yeah, and you, much and you have, well at that point it's like do you do you continue to do that and yeah. and battle against ea had plenty yeah, of conversations together, or, or it was Ubisoft, Ubisoft. Right? yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's the same. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. You're battling against a, a massive huge publisher, yeah. right? Well, with Inversion, like, it came out, but in this in this instance right. with this game, the develop the publisher. I'm sorry, the publisher. They were like, "No, we're going to." The accountants crunch the numbers, and they go, "It's it's going to be better to take a loss." I don't even know that. It might just be. It might, it might have just been a creative decision, but the word came down that like this is this, this is, is over. It. Wow. So you you do uh, Combat Evolve, the anniversary edition. Yes. Right. And then you also do Master Chief Collection Master Chief. or you leave before Master Chief Collection. I is... worked on Master Chief Collection and right. then left. Actually, the other Halo game that was in there was Halo Free to Play. That's, the online game from that's, China. That's in China. That's public knowledge. Now that the builds are out there. People know yeah. about that. People have played it. I remember, I mean, there's still I remember people, that in the news. There's still people playing it. Probably. Like I, yeah. I saw people playing a lot. If you're not in America, too. it's very easy to play. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you are, you can still oh. figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I believe. I think I tried. I don't know. Did I, I ever tell it. you about like how disappointed? I know these guys know about how disappointed I was with Master Chief Collection. Like, so was not, I. I think like, a, lot of, a lot of people were. Like I, I bought I took, it. I, took, I worked on. It. I bought it. And I, was, I took a week off of work to play Master Chief <laughs> Collection. <laughs> you you worked on so it. Excited. You had to pay for it. Yeah, I bought it. Yeah, because I left before it came out. And right. No one. They, they actually cut me out of the credits, too. They didn't uh, send me a copy, and they didn't put me in the credits. Oh, oh man. Dicks. Dicks. Well, good. That's what they deserve for creating a fucking <laughs> shit game that I couldn't even play. So listen, yeah, here's the thing. Em. So I take off a week off of work because I'm like, 
I'm gonna be able to play Halo One online. I'm gonna be able to play Halo Two online again. Like, <laughs> duh. Just so stupid. Week off of work. Midnight. Stand outside at the GameStop past Philly U, wherever that was. At what some or some GameStop somewhere near Philly U. Get home. Turn it on. Boom. No matchmaking. The whole week, matchmaking did not work. Their live oh, servers like man. completely tanked. And at that point, it was it was dead in the water. Like. Everyone was like, okay, well, we're just going to move on to the next multiplayer game. There yeah. was so much hype around Master Chief Collection. Like, you're seriously going to bring Halo 1, like Combat Evolved, to Xbox Live, and you're going to redo Halo 2. And, like, there was all of this hype, and then everyone everyone just left it after that. And it's so disappointing because it was, like... You can only play you can only play Halo Combat Involved if you used XBC at the time, which was the free version of Xbox Live, which was hosted through your computer. You used to be able to join live servers, that. right? So you used, used to be able to, to do that. Up my Xbox I, do, I used to do it computer, all the time yeah. for for Combat mm-hmm. Evolved. You used to just you you would like create a LAN network where it thought that all of your your compute your Xboxes yeah. were connected to one another. Right, and you'd be able to do a multiplayer. I, with I, used Halo. To, I yeah. love doing that, and you could yeah. do it with any game. You would be able to do any live game, any any live Xbox game. Um, and it was oh god. I mean, still, just, all I think about is not being able to play it. <laughs> so disappointing. <laughs> Those are now your memories. Uh, so disappointing. It is disappointing. I mean, like, it, and it sucks too because like I know a lot of the reasons and what's sure. going into it. Like I like again, I can't talk about some sure, of that stuff, sure, but like it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I can only imagine what it feels like about being the one that's working on it, and then like feeling the pressure of like hearing everything, seeing about the outrage. It. Like, and, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, like you because you crunch and kill yourself to get to that point, yeah. right? And then like, let's say you put it in for cert, and then you have another month for a day one patch, and you have all this other stuff. You hit day one, you're like, you feel like a little bit of relief because it's out, and you get to celebrate, and then immediately you're like, shit's broke. We got to start working again, you know? And it like it's, it sucks, but like. Yeah, it's a, it's weird, like being game. a developer and talking about this. Of like, course, yeah, because you're, we, you're kill, we kill ourselves to kind of uh, get sure, these things out. Yeah. I mean, especially on bigger titles, like people just. I mean, it kind of leads into why I started my studio. Like people burn themselves the fuck out to make these games work for people, and like it it's doesn't very, work a lot of times. Yeah. And it's like you just have to roll with it. And well, keep, also like we, like myself included, don't care. I know, I know. And you spend right? sixty like, bucks on a game, and like it should work when you buy yeah, it. You just care about you the know, but like, then also, but then works, then you yeah. start hearing things about like what like what people that are also fan like you're not in the industry solely because like you're great at drawing. Because if you were great at drawing and that alone, like you'd do so other, things. other things. Like you you're part of that, the yeah. industry because like you you have an appreciation for the art form and for the industry. So like you're also a fan of it as well. So like it's also disappointing to be a part of that. So it's not even it's not even the sixty dollars. It's just like we lose that connection of like there's another version of me sitting somewhere creating this Who's for myself. This. Yeah, exactly. And like that person let me down, and like I don't care in the moment. I'm just like, where the why the fuck can't I play Halo One? Yeah, that's I'm a just good trying point. to play Halo. Yeah. I can't imagine how bun, just Bungie's yeah, I was day saying, in day any, out. Any live that. service game like yeah. they must go through that regularly. Oh, yeah. oh, I, I can't even imagine like the back end work that goes with the server and creating the online experience. Yeah, there's live like, op like server people that are working 24 hours a day to make sure that like whatever your works. game doesn't go down. Yeah. And, and that talks a little bit about like the article that The Verge produced about Telltale yeah. and how Telltale lost some of its key yeah. people because yeah. of that, right? And and like you can speak more than anyone if you can speak about like what that's like to be in it in the moment during crunch time trying to produce something for someone and then like having all these outside sources aka the people that are in charge like pressuring you mm-hmm. to make it happen you know what you i was uh 
I was telling Nick a little bit before the recording that when I was in college, I took a uh, video game industry class. Basically, I went to Temple University. Right. So I, I take a video game industry class. And at one point, the guy who taught the class brought in a friend of his who worked at Red Storm. Red Storm's Ubisoft's... Um, North Carolina company. Yeah, North Carolina company. He comes in and he basically talked the entire room out of wanting to be game developers because he sat up there and just complained about how it's like a sweatshop. Mm. Oh my god! And and but the thing I wanted to ask you about uh, Nick that he brought up, and I want to see if your your thoughts echo. He said that the thing he hates the most on Earth is Metacritic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck! Don't get me started. I mean, I referenced Metacritic, Metacritic when talking about Halo and Time Shift, but he 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 was saying that that like. <clears throat> Like anything under an eight is bad. Yes. It's okay. So here's the thing. Oh God, I'm gonna get into it. It's like rotten. It's like rotten tomatoes. Yeah. Right? Like if you're like, if if movie is 99 percent fresh, like you're like, okay, this is perfect, right? And if it's like 70 percent or 80 percent, you're like, nah, it's not that good. You're it's like, yeah, it's okay, right? But it's still good. It's above it's average. Still a good movie. This is a fantastic <laughs> movie. Yeah. I'll see it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm holding out for the 85 yeah. percent movies. So the my, issue with my parents are like that. It's so annoying. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, the, so the issue with Metacritic is, um, and it's the same kind of issue with Steam Spy, is that people use that publishers or decision makers, retailers use that as a metric to then sign your next game or to uh, qualify you as developer of you know what you can make and what they can expect you know content and quality wise oh wow so there was a point i don't it's still happening it's not as i don't think it's as out there as it used to be like if you had a metacritic score of a six on your game or even maybe a seven six and a half somewhere in that scale and below you're not signing a new game people aren't going to look at you like if you were in the if you were in the yellow of metacritic it's like like it's like your game sucked it's like you might as well not even have made it like it's like a two it's like there's fantastic like, games that are sevens and eights, yes. which I think you can only get green if you're nine or ten. Right? I think it's I think it's eight, nine, or ten. Is or it eight, greens. nine, and ten that's yeah. green? Yeah. Okay. So if you're if you're a seven, which is still like like you flip a coin and majority of the chances you're gonna like the game because mm-hmm. it's a seven, you're not considered worthy to make another it's, one. It's, it's crazy. So like I get Metacritic it's great that it exists, and it's great that people have a, a, a portal to go to to see an average of what people are thinking about a game. Yeah. But but it's being used as, like, the arbiter of how good you are as a developer, and you're going to live or die as a studio by your Metacritic number, and it sucks. And, like, here's the thing. Let's say you get a six. It's not always your fault. It's not always for, like, creative or, like, your ability to execute. It's other stuff. It's publisher. It's timing. It's someone else in the marketplace. Like, there's so many other factors that are coming into that. And it's crazy that publishers, when considering you as a developer to sign another game, don't consider that. They only consider what your score is. And it's, it's like, it's... Even though they play a huge part in yes, what your absolutely. score is. Yeah. They're like, nah, it's not our fault. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> your crazy. fault, developer. Yeah. Oh, what? You needed a few more months, man. Yeah. 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 We told you this date. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. It um, and it's crazy that it's just some like website. Like it's just some, some random website like yeah. at the, like Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the asshole that also checks Rotten Tomatoes. So some person was just um, like, hey, this would be a good idea to throw out there. And like Steam Spy. Steam Spy is great, right? Steam Spy is not accurate. Not even close to being accurate. Oh, wow. give, it gives you a good indication, like a decent indication of what those numbers are for yeah. Steam sales. But retailers, like Walmart or Target or Best Buy, they use that website to gauge 
their buy-in or how many copies of like your physical game. Like, so let's say we wow. made a game and like we went to a publisher and they want to do a physical copy of it, right? And maybe it was a port or something like that, right? And you're like, okay, here's a target. Here's our Xbox One and PS4 version. Their decision holders will check Steam Spy and base their decision on like, you know, and like, on those numbers. Like you just said, it's not yeah. accurate. No, it's not accurate. Not even close. It's crazy. Like, it's, it's insane. It's like... I don't, I don't know. There, again, like any industry, you might, you might like any just like industry, shake a magic eight ball and be like, "Yep, we're gonna do yeah. it." Right. Guys, said yes. Well, yeah. we're uh, we're sorry to give you a paper cut and pour lemon juice in it. Yeah, it's again, any industry is gonna have these issues, right? But like, it's we're talking yeah. games, yeah, so these sure. are the, these are the issues with the game industry. For yeah, a lot of, sure. A lot of, I sure. figured I figured your response was gonna be the same as his. <laughs> Because he, yeah, he was so burned out from working at Red Storm. But that, that, I mean, that that kind of speaks to, I mean, like yourself being burnt out. Like you, you saw a moment in time where it's just like I break away and I and I create my own and what I want it to be, mm-hmm. or I continue, right? Like that's kind yeah. of the, that's kind of the fork in the road you saw, right? It's yeah. like, do mm-hmm. I do I continue going down this path and maybe continue to progress through the ladder of of corporate, whatever corporate developers or whatever it may be or do i say you know what no like i don't want to be a part of that let me create my own and make it better than what i've been a part of for the better part of whatever how many years right 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 so like i mean i'll preface my burnout story with like a majority of what i play are triple a games like i love playing huge really i mean that's i live for that stuff coming from it also like i can understand and i've been through like the burnout of that and i worked on nothing but i mean saber's wheelhouse with shooters, right? They're good at making shooters. And we were making shooters every single year. Shooter, 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 shooter. Mature rated shooters, right? So there's not a lot of wiggle room in there when it comes to, you know, let's say creativity or maybe a new art style or something different, right? It's like... People expect XYZ. Execute on yeah. what you know, do what you do well, and do it every year. There's always going to be a publisher looking for a shooter. And so I was creatively burnt out. I was tired of traveling. I was I spent nine years almost 10 years of my life like traveling back and forth to russia like every month like it was great i loved it like it was fantastic for a while but like i couldn't do it anymore like i just was like i was like killing myself going over there to develop titles i wasn't super passionate about and like like josh or sorry like Locke said dude oh my god i just it's okay oh god it's i just it's happened plenty of times covered yeah i know yeah Yeah, i pulled the the curtain back no it's happened Um, plenty of times it's all good so yeah, so I'm like, why am I killing myself to make these games I'm not passionate about? Like, what? Like, I hate making games, and like, to be someone lucky enough to like make games, like you shouldn't feel like you should never feel that way. You're yeah. Like, why do I fucking hate making games? Yeah. Um. So what I did, I mean, like, I built up enough goodwill in the industry. Like, I made enough contacts. I knew what I was doing for the most part. I mean, like, dude, no one knows exactly what, what you're sure. But, like, <laughs> um, I knew how to run production. I knew how to, you know, how to run a studio. And what I didn't know, I was going to learn the flyer ask people for help yeah um and with that i took all the money i had started the studio in Mm -hmm. 2013 took about two months to get it up and running and then january 13th 2014 had a studio had six people and we were start we started production on our first title Mm. which was called so our first title was a game called night strike so it was a twin stick um like horde mode game for uh, iOS, Android, and Windows phones. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Played a ton of that. So th- Did yeah. you? Oh, yeah. Don't judge us. That was our first game. That was no, like our, I played a ton of it. That was yeah. our training wheel game. So yeah. we... Which, is, which, I feel like it, which I feel like is a... Like, that whole, like, hack and slash type thing is, is yeah. perfect for iOS... For, for mobile gaming. 
right? Like the the idea of being able to to just have to like not so many controls, you mm-hmm. know, like the, the the controls are more basic than what you would need for like a shooter. Like it was yeah. perfect for iOS. And it's crazy, like coming off of mature rated shooters, blasting people in the head, like that is the game that I come out with, you know, or my studio comes out with, yeah, uh, you know, coming off that transition like a total pellet cleanser. Oh yeah, my yeah, god, yeah, it looks like it's so much. You just have fun with so much. Yeah. Um, that was a, that was our training wheels game. So new new team, new studio. We were developing our production pipelines. We we're trying to figure each other out, like how to work together as a team. Just getting all of our shit in order, and uh, we set ourselves a deadline: uh, three months. We we're going to make and ship a game, and make sure that we were, you know, competent. We knew what we were doing, as opposed to spending two or three years developing like this a. This took three thing. months to. Three to months, make. three platforms. Wow, we did it. Yeah, we hit we hit that date. That seems so fast. Oh, so to this me is on the Mac App Store as well. Uh, no, it's on iOS, Android, and oh, okay, okay. I okay. saw I saw the Apple, and then the probably Windows. means iOS. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. gotcha. There you go. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, that's an old website too. I don't know if that's like completely accurate or up to date, but it's got. Some, we spend our time making games, not making websites. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, so that was like a palate cleanser, man. That was just like cartoony robot knights. You know, there's a little, little bit of blood and violence, but it's cartoony. Like, we're not blasting someone's head off. Like, yeah. Not doing yeah. That, you know? So that was good. That was, like, that was something which really helped me kind of get in, like, the right headspace to keep moving forward and, like, starting to, like, get into and enjoy game development again. Mm. So. Mm. So you got this a Tom and Jerry game. Yeah. Yeah. Had you, had you nailed the uh, Tom and Jerry IP there? So we were, um, we were at PAX South in 2014. Or, I'm sorry, PAX East in 2014. And we had a title we, we, that we were pitching, and we pitched it to Adult Swim. And oh my um, god, it's, it's Katamari Damashi. There you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, go on, go on. We were pitching it to Adult Swim, and it was skewing a little bit younger than Adult Swim's audience. So under the Turner umbrella is next down is Cartoon Network, which mm-hmm. to this day are still like one of our best partners ever, and we continue yeah. to work with them on yeah, Adult ton. Swim is making some mad. They're doing some crazy stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. doing some pretty cool stuff. Um, yeah, so we showed our title to Cartoon Network, and they're like, whoa, this is awesome. We have some stuff coming up we want you to, to pitch on. So we ha- here's Tom and Jerry. What do you guys want to do? And uh, my lead programmer, Terry, made uh, uh, he made a cat balloon game. He made up like a prototype he was just messing around with. And we're like, let's send it to him. Let's just see what they think. Let's do like a Katamari. Katamari, it makes sense, right? Sure. Let's do a Katamari. Katamari. There you go. Um, <laughs> It was for the, the Cartoon Network website. It was going to launch day and date with like Tom and Jerry, like the relaunch of Tom and Jerry with like the new art style and all mm-hmm. this for like their Halloween special. Um, so yeah, so that was the first contract we signed as a studio with, was with Cartoon Network. It was six months after we started from day one. Contract signed, Cartoon Network game out the door. So that was... Uh, it's pretty it's, big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 good, right? We're like, yeah. we're like a little bit different than maybe some other indie sure. studios because like you have, I mean, not to be pompous or toot my home like i come from the background where like i kind of know this the, what i'm doing I, I can figure out this i, I know biz dev contract production mm-hmm. things like that like i have maybe connections that other smaller studios don't have so like we're able to kind of maybe punch a little higher than some other studios cool because um, you're comfortable yeah. with that you, you, yeah like you, and i know the... like I, I can call someone up and i'm like hey Let's do something. I have free resources. Let's make a game. Like, like you know, I, like I know people yeah. like that. Yeah, that's a you great know? position to so. be in. Yeah, and and to think about like six months. Like, I can only like starting a company and then six months reaching out. It's not like you're reaching out to like 
um, you know, like local coffee shop, but you want an app to like order your coffee, like you're talking about like Cartoon Network or Adult yeah. Swim. Like this isn't like some mom and pop shop you're trying to like help out by like developing a yeah. game for yeah. them, you know? Yeah. So it's it's pretty huge. Yeah, so it was, it was awesome. I mean, we um, continue to maintain a, like an amazing relationship with them. Some stuff that we've done you've seen, some stuff you haven't. Um, there's some, maybe some new stuff. Maybe mm. can't say, um, maybe yeah. one day. Yeah. Maybe one day soon. Who knows? Right. You might see something else. Um, but like, yeah, we, we do. They're like, they're probably our best partner. We, awesome. Adult swim though, makes some, uh, really violent, um, iOS games. Yeah. They, 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 make, like, the they had this one, one and no, they had this one that was like, kill yourself in your office. I remember yeah. that. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. Where, yeah, you had to like rush it was to like very cartoony. Kill yourself, but you had to figure out ways to kill yourself with yeah. like like equipment in an office. Yeah, <laughs> I think I do remember. That. It was so awesome. Never yeah, heard of that. It was like a web game. It was yeah, like one, a, one of them was like uh, you know like like smash your head in the um, find a stapler and like yeah the stapler smash your head with 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 the the copy machine you know put your head in it and just keep going like this like. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, that's like that's like to what he was saying. That's more their lane. You know, like your Cartoon Network versus like your Adult Swim. Yeah, right. yeah. Adult Swim had a pretty big booth. When we were but did did you year. end up Nick? Did you end up doing anything with Adult Swim, or uh, you just they're did tough. Cartoon they, Network? Mostly all with Cartoon Network. They're tough not to crack. We pitched them like two really ridiculous titles, and I'll tell you, like, that we thought like would be slam dunks. So uh, I have some connections with some people. Uh, who are NBA alumni and um, Dennis Rodman at one point wanted to make a game. Oh my god! Okay, so Dennis it already Rod- sounds like something that would absolutely be on the website. I'm already right? on it. Right. So, <laughs> so Dennis Rodman was interested in like old timey westerns. He loved uh, Blazing Saddles and he loved pinball. And like he's like, how can we mix those two together? Right. So we made a prototype for Adult Swim. We sent them. In, um, it's called a game of horse, and it was Dennis Rodman in the old west. Where everyone looked like Dennis Rodman, <laughs> his horse had tattoos and green hair and piercings, Sweet. like, and it was a Doom style, like Doom One, yeah, pixel FPS, right. but it was open world, because it's like the easiest thing to make open world because it, there's no art. You can just make the world infinite, like it's yeah. huge. So we made them a prototype, and they were like, I don't know if this really fits the Adult Swim brand, and we're like, What? This we thought this would be weird enough where like it could be. like this was like a guarantee. Yeah. Sure. And they're like, come with us. They're, and they they're like, pitch us another thing with with him. So we pinched them a dentist Rodman, um, <laughs> where it was a it was a platformer. Dude, that uh, should have killed. That should have killed. <laughs> it was a platformer where Dennis Rodman was. Um, the levels were like the insides of giant monsters' teeth, and like he was like it was almost like a Metroid kind of thing. But like the levels were like <laughs> these gross insides of monsters' right, mouths. Right, 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 he's right. trying to save the world. Uh, they passed on that. Um, but it was weird. They're like, yeah. Rodman is so we thought good. those two titles, like Dennis Rodman alone, was yeah. got us some cachet in Adult Swim because yeah. it would be like marketing wide, like super weird. Like, I think that was the time he was doing his whole North Korea thing, so maybe like that played against us. A <laughs> yeah, little sure, bit. but yeah. Dentist Rodman Dentist sounds Rodman. awesome. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we did a lot of concept art. We did a lot of stuff for those games that they didn't they didn't play. But it's all right. We have there's in our prototype folder our pitch folder of like failed right. pitches. Like there's so many gems in there. There's so That's many awesome. good, there's so many good things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you you move from Night Strike to um, Tom and Jerry. Is that like the natural progression, or is there stuff in between? Yeah, that? actually, in between there at PAX East, we started working on the prototype for Clusterfuck. 
Okay. Cool. Yeah, so I guess that's a good segue, right? Yeah. yeah. Before segue. that, yeah. what's this Iris game? Iris. Iris is a game we released in 2017. Okay, so it's new. 27? No, 2016. I forget. So I don't remember at this time. I made, I made a game. <laughs> yeah, I made a, it happens. There's yes. a game there. A bunch of I've been making now, it says games. it's available on Android TV and Air Console. Yes, yeah. So there's no other place where you can play these games? Right now, no. I know a really good platform for you. The the right now, <laughs> no. no. It just put a little asterisk next to it. All right, cool. Okay, all right. Uh, Nintendo makes it. I just, oh yeah, I, just, I, I've heard you may of have it. heard of it. Yeah, you yeah. may have heard of it. Um, it's called the Switch. Yeah. What? No. Iris is a is like XCOM Lite. It's it, four players. I'm looking at it. It looks really cool. It's yeah. like a cool tactical turn based game. Yep. Four player co op. It's like a dungeon runner. It's procedurally generated. Um, there's loot. There's bosses. It gets mm. harder. It's so it's set up like Dread or like the Raid, right? Where you're going right. through the f- floors of a space station. Oh yeah, yeah. Neat. and the higher floors you go to, the more difficult it gets. And when you die, you wipe. But there's some there's some revives and stuff, and you got to start all the way back down at the bottom again. Mm. I'm a huge fan of the style of game. Yeah, I uh, got lost in Mario Rabbids last year. Fantastic. Yeah, has no right to be good, but it is Mario Rabbids. Yeah, no one, I, no see, no that's what I'm telling these guys, yeah. and I like dove deep okay. into it. I, I need to tell he you, makes, you know he, he makes it sound yeah. like. Like we're, we're just, just switch haters. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Haters. Hold on. Hold hold the phone. Oh I am. I am very. Oh I want. No, it's not fair. It's not fair. Trip is a. Me and Os went day one. He to was pick up our to, Switch. <laughs> Breath of the Wild Master Mode. Yeah. Yep. I'm not gonna even. I, I own a Switch now. Right, so here's the no. thing. I I didn't tell you this, but I told them uh, last week when we recorded that I have been the biggest. Like it, I guess out of this table and probably in general, the biggest naysayer. Of the, of naysayer. The switch. You're, you're just, not a hater, but like I just like man, whatever. You've been a naysayer. I, I just built a PC. I can Why play all does the it exist? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all the great I told games them that aren't Nintendo. Games. That aren't Nintendo. <laughs> so Thank I told you. them that. Uh, when my power was out, yeah. that I was staying at your place, and um, I was able to use your switch, and I I utterly fell in love with playing uh, <laughs> Odyssey. Mario Odyssey. Yeah. I didn't get to play Zelda or really anything else. I only played um, Odyssey, um, and not only, but like I like I hated myself for, for being it. a hater. <laughs> like, but it. it, it yeah, there's nothing really left to say. Like, I, I really enjoyed myself playing, one, a Mario game again. That was a good game. That felt like a great game. Oh, yeah. And then being mm-hmm. able to sit, like, in the living room and play this, like, full-fledged AAA title without it being, like, an iOS port of, like, a Mario run game. Sure. But I'm playing, like, an actual game. And then I could be like, all right, I'm tired of being in the living room with you people. Let me go upstairs and dock it and then yeah. play on at the point your 70-inch TV was like, <laughs> wow, okay, this is pretty great. Like, this is actually pretty awesome that I can do this if I wanted to do it. I know. To be fair, I go overboard all the time about how much I, I yeah, love he, my Switch. Yeah, he, I'm a, P, a huge PC nerd. Mm-hmm. Huge PC nerd. I helped, I helped Locke build his PC. He did. Okay. And he did. I, did, I, I played PS4, but like getting the Switch has been like... I can take this with. I took it with me on our vacation to this lake house, and we all played Jackbox on it. Yeah, it's like great. me and like ten of my friends. And I'm like, this thing has so much potential to do so much. I mean, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm glad that Nintendo has created a console that is that is part of the conversation again, oh, and yeah. not just like a, a thing that the, exists. The in Wii U, the space, I but, couldn't give two shits about, and I complained right. about the controller earlier. I couldn't, I couldn't, can't even touch it. Can't but until you, it. like, you actively wanted to be a part of the conversation, so you invested in it, like, mm-hmm. and, and I know Nick, of course, will buy all of the consoles because he's part of the industry, but like Research. myself, 
Research. Research. Yeah. Research. Yeah. Myself, yeah. yeah. My, my, <laughs> myself, like I was like, I don't need this. But then I got a chance to try it, and I was like, like oh, oh well, I kind of need. This. There's something to be yeah. said. Like on my flight to and from GDC just last week, like playing Bayonetta two oh, on an airplane. Okay. Like I play that. It's so it's good. Like it's, not ba- it's not Bayonetta two like light. It's right. Bayonetta two. Yeah. The first ones that gave you the actual full experience in your yeah. hand. And like it was, it was, it was like more than that too, though. Like. Like it didn't feel like I was playing on like a portable. Like I didn't I didn't feel like I was playing like on an iPhone or like mm-hmm. on an Android device or a Windows phone. And like the controllers made sense and like everything just felt natural and real. It didn't feel like it was it was like a second rate version of what it should be. Right. It was like, oh wow, okay, like yeah, I am like on the desert map of Mario and like I am doing everything that I just did up there with like the controller. But I'm just doing it a little bit differently, no and difference. I think it's it's crazy. It really is. Four words, Nick: guns, gore, and cannoli. I've seen that game on all of like it, I saw it on Xbox and PlayStation, but I haven't picked it up he's yet. Been, I bought it on my it. Switch. Yeah, I love it. And, and when you do four, <laughs> I love it. When you do four people at once, it's insanely chaotic. Okay, but it's like playing, playing Contra. Oh, I'm into that. Yeah, it's like it, it's just like that, except you can have up to four people, and you're all these. Uh, Mildly, you know, offensive to Italians, uh, you know, like stereotypical, stereotypical, stereotypical. I'm an Italiano. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay though. But it's, it's, it's (laughs) it's real gory and it's bloody and it's just, you know, mafia guys killing zombies. Right. Right. It's awesome. I love it. Now there's so many good, I mean, that just kind of like, that's what the switch is now. Like there's so many good like indie games, like Nintendo's really turned to like, they've changed their stance on it from the Wii U to the switch and kind of opening up the gates for oh, a lot of us to kind of get on yeah. there, you know? Um, and I guess that kind of leads us in the, go ahead. Yeah. Why I'm here, but how is your experience? Cause you're about to launch your game on the switch. Yeah. So cluster puck comes out on the 29th, March 29th on Nintendo switch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which so is, like, uh, that be, uh, this week episode drop day. So Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, it well, should be out now so from, be a, from what I heard before you, the recording, it should be out yeah. now. Yeah. 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 You can currently yes. find it. Yeah. Excellently. Cluster puck. So Currently tell us a little bit. I mean, I've, I've personally, I've played it um, when because you've released this game on Xbox, Xbox One, and Steam. It's and on Steam and Android Xbox. TV and Air Console. Right. And so it's stuff. it's a game that has been out previously. So I I have a lot of exposure to it because I've definitely played around with the game itself. Mm-hmm. So you're now releasing it on Switch, which is which is exciting because I think it's one of the best platforms that it can be on. Um, so tell us a little bit about like the game and what it's been like working with Nintendo and, and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't mind. So Cluster Puck, if you didn't know, um, is a local eight-player, local multiplayer mashup of hockey, soccer, and pinball. It reminds me of like air hockey. Yeah, a little bit. Absolutely. Like, or, like knock hockey. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, So like it's arcade sports action. Like if you get hockey, you're going to get this game. It's like hockey boiled down to its basic elements. It's two buttons. The game is two buttons. Um, and it's our love letter to local multiplayer and old school games that we grew up playing. Mm. Um, as a studio, we all grew up playing N64, and we spent nights on the couch playing Goldeneye yeah. and Smash and everything. Wayne Gretzky 3D Hockey, which is like my favorite game ever. <laughs> um, like those games, like talking shit, punching each other, like having a party, not like playing online. And I know it's kind of different now, right? Like I don't like playing online, being screamed at by racist 15-year-olds. Sure, I want to no sit in my <laughs> right. living room with my friends and play a game and have a good time and Scream have a with party. Them, right? Stuff. right. Yeah, well, they, of course. No. <laughs> no. Scream at them. So this was our this is our love letter to that. This is us trying to 
I mean, there's there are some local multiplayer games out there. It's sure. now it's bigger than it was before. We first launched the game on Steam in 2015 when there weren't that many. We were kind of on the the, the beginning of that wave. Did you, were you in Greenlight? Were you Steam? Yeah, we were on Greenlight. We got Greenlight. Greenlit. We were at, at that point in Steam nice. where it wasn't like a total dumpster Shisha. fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they shut that down. Yeah, dumpster so, fire. It was. We got Greenlit on Steam in 2015. We released on Xbox One in 2016. We hit uh, Air Console on Android TV in 2017. And then here we are in 2018 with the Switch. And as, as Locke said, like, it's the perfect console. It supports eight Joy-Cons at once. Like, it's a party system. And I was going to ask you like, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Xbox, do they support more than four controllers? Eight. They, they support eight controllers on Xbox? Yep. Okay, I didn't know you that. Can sync. This, this ad here, if they all grab, they grab four, and they grab four more. Gotcha, there you go. gotcha, gotcha. So the Sorry, only I was, reason... I was, you know, half paying attention. We're, we're, we're playing the trailer. I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the whole, trailers are a whole other story. The, hand, yeah. the handmade weirdness tell, of all of our tell trailers. Me about, yeah, tell me about... It, it, was, very, it, was, it was very Sports Center. <laughs> yeah. So Is that where you guys got it from, Sports Center? We... The, st- the design? Um, for the trailer? No, not really. We got it from having no money to spend on trailers. <laughs> yeah. But, you made these cardboard helmets. Have you ever, seen, you ever seen the Sports Center commercials where they're just in the office doing well, yeah, weird the, things? Like the old school ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, Reminds me of that. Yeah, very early on when we didn't have money to spend on trailer stuff, like we were like, okay, how do we do these... Trailers, right? Yeah. So this, looking, the one I was watching, like, the, the, there's a point where somebody's just hand holding a camera, shooting people down on like the street in Philly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, yeah, where was that? Man. Where was that in Philly? It's outside our office. Yeah. Like, where's your office? We're at 16th and Vine. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Got we're it. in Center City. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we didn't have we didn't have money for like <laughs> so fully weird. done trailers. So our first trailer was done like on the cheap. We like we're like, how can we do like a really funny kind of thing? And looking back at the N sixty four commercial for Smash, like it was people in costumes skipping around, like it was completely oh, it ridiculous, was. Yeah, right? And yeah. they're punching each other, beating each other. Yeah, there you go. So our first trailer we made with like a zero dollar budget, we put it together, and like that was it. And then as the game grew and we grew as a studio, we're like, shit, we can't really change the aesthetic, can we? So we just kept rolling with it. Yeah. And like each trailer, like even the Switch, if you look at the Switch launch trailers, like they still have, there's like a higher production value, but it's still like a trailer we maybe just didn't spend like slightly, 10 yeah. bucks on. Like, yeah. you know, it's just mostly our time and editing and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we wanted to create just like ridiculous, handmade, memorable trailers. Like the whole game has this element of contrast to it. Like our box art is reminiscent of like N- or SNES box art where like what you see on the cover has nothing to do with the, with the like graphics the old Mega art. Man, oh, like the old Man art. Phalanx yeah. is the guy oh, playing the perfect. banjo yeah. and you're like yeah. this is a space shooter what does this <laughs> old hick with a banjo have to do with anything you know um, so we have like crazy box art which you can see right there it's just like yeah. dudes kicking in the laser world with like raptors and skull balls and like you load <laughs> up the game and it's super minimalistic and then you look at the trailers and it's like live action handmade so like there's this whole notion of contrast across the entire game of like it it just kind of worked out to be that way and maybe it was us being stupid maybe it was half creative maybe it was just a reaction of having no money and what can we do at like those early times as a studio Um, but it all just kind of formed together and it Mm. just is what it is now and you know it's kind of taken in a life of its own it's won awards it's been around the block like it's it's you know. Anyone want to join me for a couch co-op stream? Absolutely, I'm there. Yeah. I'd love to. That'd be great. Yeah, I mean, I've <laughs> I've, uh, I've played it both um, by myself against the AI, 
and then I've also done some some co-op um, with friends as well and I and I can say that like and you're you're a perfect example of this Felix where you're trying to bring back the the local multiplayer through your streaming by bringing yeah. people onto your stream and saying like let's play this game together because, yeah I've, I've done because tons they're, they're, of games I mean it's, like, it's definitely uh, lost like, like I remember playing like um PlayStation One games and N sixty four games like sleepovers and playing like mm-hmm. uh, Ken Griffey Junior like um, like home run derby oh, and things nice, like that nice. like like with friends and like and like it's just lost right yeah. like we just do yeah. it like I'm gonna sit at my computer I'm gonna join Discord and me and Neo are gonna play PUBG like and it's still fun but like there's there's something lost of like being together yeah. and doing mm-hmm. it together and and you as well like you've done it with with uh kevin oates as well playing locally as well is like such a proponent of this and i'm even like i had oats on yeah 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 Yeah. i don't do enough to like support that you know in like my best friend but he is like just all the time he's like yo let's come over let's we we did sea of thieves together by just bringing our consoles together in the same room do land xbox or like halo land parties like in college we would run land cables all over the place like yeah. through windows to like other people's apartments <laughs> like we would shove as many people as we could in one apartment yeah. and like that was like the best time ever that was so nick, fun nick do you mind if i throw my fellow hosts under the bus not Please. one of them have been on a couch co-op stream with me uh, to be fair i work a nine to five uh, <laughs> to be streams in the morning Mr. it's gonna happen streams in the morning. it's gonna happen yeah. We, yeah. we're gonna coordinate but i think we should coordinate yeah. for cluster puck I think we should. That would be cool. It would, would be like real cool. That. It would be awesome. Yeah, but there's there's just something special which I appreciate for you guys going for 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 the coat the, for the coat for the the couch co op because mm-hmm. like it just doesn't happen enough anymore. Like games used to be built around like playing with your friends. Like the whole N sixty four era was built about like grabbing a controller and playing with your friend like Mario Huge Party and era. Mario Kart and it's probably why I'm so attached to Switch because probably I'm like I'm like, I'm like well, so the IP and the idea of it oh yeah, yeah I'm so nostalgic when playing that's why not Odyssey was pretty much my game of the year last year because yeah. I loved 64 so much right are you a fan of swingers the the movie I'm the saying swingers? the movie or yeah. just like you, the you lifestyle you <laughs> have to qualify the question because yeah. because, because I'm seeing Cluster Puck 99 and I'm thinking of look they're great people I'm they thinking of Wayne Gretzky this reminds yeah, me of, they're, they're, they're playing NHL 94 in the movie right yeah, I think they were playing, made his head bleed yeah but they were playing yeah 94 or, or 95 yeah okay and and he you know he says uh, super fan number 99 I'm I'm gonna make Wayne Gretzky's head bleed. <laughs> And I just see Clusterbuck 99, and I'm thinking of the couch co-op thing going on in yeah. that scene in the movie. Yeah. And I'm thinking, is that where the 99 came from? So 99 came from the year 1999. Oh, okay. Because that's okay. when a lot of the really great N64 titles came out. Mm. But uh, also, as a sports title, we needed to put a number on the end. We needed to put a year on it. That's sure. a really good yeah. point. So yeah. we, had, we put the 99 on there. Um, I'm getting a lot of Fusion Frenzy vibes from this, too. We are... Massive fans. I don't think anyone oh, in my Fusion studio. Frenzy? Well, here's the thing. I don't think anyone in my studio has played the full game. I don't own the full game. I don't. I only played the demo. There you go. Because it was a demo disc on Xbox original. It definitely was Twisted, a demo disc. Yeah. yeah. Twisted System is the greatest mini game in anything is ever. Is that the one where you're, you're like running up the ball? You're running up the corkscrew okay. and you're jumping and you're and you ducking. Jump, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is like intense oh and it's the God. best thing ever. <laughs> um, I really wish someone would just make that. Yeah, make another it, I mean, it, it's like we no, just that mini game. Just that I'd game. pay sixty bucks just for that mini game. Oh damn! <laughs> like we we take for granted the 
not that we take for granted, but it's easier to just say, all right, I'm going to turn on my console. I'm going to, I'm going to pay for this service. We're going to connect as friends online and we're going to just do it because majority of the time, like that's, that's the better way to do it. But then we lose the, the connection with one another of like being in the same room. So we've talked about this with like even us recording, like it was easier last week to just all join discord. We're all in front of our computer and we like that, but there is something to be said about sitting in the same room and having a dialogue and having the human connection. It's the same way with the game. Mm -hmm. Like you'd rather be able to like look at Felix and, and say that you just crushed him in this game versus (laughs) doing it over Xbox live or, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, when, when snacks, the cat and I like, go crazy playing um like um overcooked mm-hmm. yeah fantastic like, game over, another great local overcooked on, yeah. on the switch like i can totally see like the experience playing cluster puck like aligning with how i am with like we're both going back and forth like ye- he's like yelling at me mm. but well, i mean that's more co-op where you're trying to like cook put meals out <laughs> yeah. so he's yelling at me to like do better yeah, but I could still see us also like I, I, screaming at each other. I have to tell you, um, in competition, overcooked makes me infinitely more angry than playing PUBG and losing. Does it really? <laughs> so, like, like we could be in a, a PUBG match for thirty minutes and lose at like the last second. I'd be like, all right, let's go again. But Here overcooked, overcooked, I'm like. You motherfucker, you put that fucking lettuce in the burger, or I'm going to come over there and slap that controller out of your hand. <laughs> it makes That's me funny. so mad. I can't even play you, with it anymore. And you've played Overcook like locally, too. Like, no, no. Only done it, is all it only locally? So. But you, all, I, what, I, what I meant to say was you, you've done it with your family, too. Like You played it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, so I bought my Switch like as an impulse purchase like right before Christmas. Like three mm-hmm. days before Christmas, I was out buying gifts for my family, and I went... Okay, I'm gonna get out more money. It's and Christmas for Felix buy too. A Switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I literally, I, I said, uh, what, uh, what's the line from uh, Parks and Rec? Uh, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yeah. So I was just like, <laughs> I said that to my uh, my girlfriend, and she knew the reference. And she, I looked over at the game stop, and I went over and I said, okay. She knew what you meant, and she was happy. She was like, you know, we were excited about buying this. Um, but yeah, then I took it to my family's. And I have a pro controller and the specialty plug-in link controller and then two Joy-Cons. Mm-hmm. So we have four total. And we did a – me and my family, like my, my me and my two sisters and my one sister's boyfriend played a four-person Overcooked. And it was nuts. It was like so much fun. Imagine, yeah. This is the magic of the Switch, y'all. But I think yeah, about like magic. our own time, like with you bringing home the VR kit mm-hmm. and like – over Christmas, like over Christmas, I brought the and, Oculus like, home like two years ago. Yeah, you brought the Oculus home, and like I got to experience VR for like the very first time. And, yeah, you like, did that bullet gun. My dad's yeah. Yeah. bullet train. Yeah, like your <laughs> bullet dad played oh, bullet train. He talked about this on the show. Dude, yeah. bullet train. Like, if I could just live like <laughs> in a world that wasn't my own, like it would probably be bullet train. And like it's like a <laughs> like, it's like one. a three second thing. Like the game's <laughs> over before you know it. But like it felt. But like the idea of like okay like. Um, his aunt put the VR headset on and is doing like this like health demo of like going through the human body and like it, but there's something to be said about like everyone experiencing it together but like truly together not like through the internet yeah. right right and, it, and it's the same way like you, you post on online forums and you talk through chats which is completely different than having like a face-to-face conversation but it, we've become like desensitized almost to the the fact that like oh I can just call Felix and he can come over and we can like do it together versus like Felix just turn on your PlayStation Four and like we'll play 
this game together. You it know? is. E- it's easier, right? I get. It's a modern convenience. It's sure. just like the, the age that we live in with like phones and everything. Yeah. I sound like an old man saying that. No, but it's true. But like, but yeah, I know. But that like we've learned a lot of things with this title, especially like with all the events we've taken it to, and like yeah. with with the Switch version. This probably kills at events. Yeah. So like it, we have crowds just like at PAX. Like PAX, we were at PAX South recently, and we'll be at PAX East in the Indie Mega Booth in a month or something in April or something. Awesome. But um, which is weird because why are we in the in the mega booth? Like this game has been around the block, but whatever, we'll take it. We'll take, take it. it. We'll take it. Take it, man. But like it packs south. Like we have people like spilling out into like the hallways. So it's like there's crowds around our booth at all times, and it's people screaming at each other and talking smack and like talking shit. And like we're learning. Like a lot of our marketing has evolved over the years because again, like it's word. Of, it's a lot of words word of mouth. Like this guy bought this game, bought people over to his house. They play it. Play it They're yeah. like, oh, crap, we need to buy it. So it's like, it's weird. Like, even send reviews out to reviewers. Like, at sites are like, please, like, it's best played with four people. Like, if you're going to review this game, please review it with this many people. Like, right, you know, right. like our publishing partner who helped us get the Switch version out, CodeSync, they're out mm-hmm. of the UK. We put together a whole review guide, and it's, there's a lot of that stuff in it. It's like, if you don't understand this type of game, like, here are some steps to help you understand it. Here are some things that will help you maybe review it better or you know get it to your friends or just no, context about it. is like, totally exactly key. right and you got to take things in all, all types of media yeah. you have to take in into the right context but like we've learned like over the production cycle and marketing cycle this game is like how we properly like the pitfalls of local multiplayer right but also the really great like highs of local multiplayer and like how you get people to recognize it and know about it and like Luckily, we've you know we've been able to learn, and it's gotten better and better and bigger and bigger. And yeah. here we are with the Switch, which is going to be like our biggest release. And you know, I, I like I, I kind of want to say like the end of the product cycle for this version of the game. Mm, um, sure. Not to say that like there won't be a next version, but we kind of look at it. You know, like a lot of developers and a lot of developers who have a game like this, like we won awards. We were in the IndieKD Esports Showcase. Like we've been around the block. We've been recognized. Like this game has gotten us additional work because people know we can build really great local multiplayer games or, or multiplayer games in general. Oh, yeah. But we look at this kind of like our, you know, super acrobatic rocket powered car game. Bull- which right? became Rocket It's League. V1. Yeah. Right? Like we know what we did. Yeah. What right? was the we name of that? It was like real long. It was something like that. Yeah. It was, it was uh, super, uh, super no, it was power nuclear. Rocket powered acrobatic. No, it was. It was like nine Look it words. Up. Google yeah. it. Um, <laughs> and then it was like, wow, Rocket League was a free PSN game that became like a whole thing right. in itself. Right. Yeah. So like we're looking at kind of the next version of the game of like, what can we do better? What do sure. people like? What do they hate? Supersonic, acrobatic, rocket-powered battle cars. Battle cars. There you yeah. go. I which got no, yeah. I which got was like, wait, and then they made this? Right. Yeah. yeah. And then it's Rocket League. Yeah. yeah it's, it's crazy. So it's like us. I mean, like we, we've already started compiling ideas for the future and like what we want to do like our publisher is you know we're trying to figure things out like hopefully switch is killer hopefully it does really well like it's from what we've everyone everyone has told us like this is the perfect game for switch this is the party game i'll tell you right now i'm already on board no i just i didn't even realize going into this like i hadn't had a conversation with Locke at all about the game or anything like that but up until this point, I didn't realize that my stream is kind of perfect for this. Like doing those couch co-ops that I do all the time. Like I didn't realize I was walking into a situation where I have another game to like add to the list. <laughs> yeah. Because I awesome. got it. Look, I got us. It's just a weird coincidence. I started doing couch co-ops last year and then I bought a switch to do more couch co-ops. And now we're doing this yeah. and 
that that's just it's perfect. It's yeah. just kismet. It's a perfect system for it. <laughs> yeah. The Switch version. You guys have I saw on the trailer you had creation tools. Is that on all the versions or is that Switch only? Yeah, so every version has the level creator. Cool. Um the difference between the versions are the exclusive maps. Mm. So Xbox has a couple exclusive maps. They have the Duke. They have I the, saw the Duke. They have, the big X. The yeah. they have Clippy. Fuck yeah, the Duke. Clippy. <laughs> they have Clippy. Remember the why is it called the Duke? Yeah, from Microsoft like, Word. Yeah. Why is it oh, called yeah, the yeah. Biggest shit, dude. It's the big controller. It's the big Xbox. Controller. Oh, 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 oh got it. Duke. I didn't know that's the nickname of that yeah. controller. Yeah. And we also had flying toasters, which if you remember the old screensaver. Oh yeah, we did oh, a lot yeah, of baby. like Microsoft, Whoa. like Xbox centric like levels. That's a throwback. Yeah. yeah, the level is a piece of toast with flying toasters in the background. So what could like, people look forward to on the Switch? <laughs> so the Switch was uh, was weird. We had probably, that's probably, let's be real. Yeah. Gonna get that version. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna get it for we anything, had a yeah. we had a couple crazy ideas, but that's we the aren't. version I'm getting. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go on. We weren't uh, we weren't allowed to use Nintendo IP, so we weren't allowed. to... Microsoft is way more lax with that stuff than, than Nintendo. So, like, our ideas for, like, Mario Face or, like, a Switch map or, like, Luigi's mustache or whatever it was, like, we got kind of got killed. We weren't allowed to do mm-hmm. that. They so seem we, very protective of their, yeah. their IP. So we have uh, – we kind of kind of skated around it a little bit. So we have one map, which is uh, a map called Al Dente, and it is a – Italian map oh. with a little oh. pasta and some meatballs. Okay. <laughs> we couldn't do Mario, so we did the next sure, best thing. Sure. Um, then we did a map which is reminiscent of the flag of Kyoto, which is where Nintendo's headquarters is. Um, and then we did one other map, which actually was a special map. Um, we have, we, like a lot of people have like, emailed us with cool map designs or fan art or you know, all these kinds of things over the years. And there's uh, one guy named Brian Dahlberg who created a map he called Puckineer. And we built it for him and we put it in the game. So That's Brian's awesome. like custom map that he created actually made it into the game as a Switch exclusive. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean, those are the maps for, for Switch. And on top of that, we just had to do a lot of just kind of changes to user interface and stuff because what we had working in Steam and Xbox for big screens didn't necessarily work sometimes in handheld mm-hmm. mode. Sure. We need to come up with a new UI design that matches both handheld and then docked mode. And like, yeah, you know, tell me about it. how easy is it to like make a game that transitions between a small screen then putting it on the big screen? Is there something different that's involved with that? It's a lot of testing. It's seeing what works and what doesn't. Because like you're, the difference is right. It's a big screen versus a small screen. So and you have to tell the game to either go, okay, we want you in 1080p now with the TV, and then 720p on the screen. Like you have to. The game has to recognize that, yeah. right? So that's that's all stuff that's kind of built into the you know to the the switch hardware and the API stuff. But there are certain triggers you can do to kind of switch things on the fly. But we felt it would be better if the experience was consistent across the two. So mm-hmm. like when you pop it off the dock, the UI looks exactly the same. You pop it back on the dock, it looks exactly the same. So we didn't want to do anything outside of you know a resolution change or whatever it happens to be when you're sure. docking on dock. So we made the UI bigger. It's easier to read. Um, the font's not as thin, you know, stuff like that, which just really helps with the visibility on the small mm-hmm. screen. So, is it touch compatible, or you just specifically go use the controllers? You, you want to use the controllers? Yeah. I think we, I think we had touch maybe on the main menu, but then we dumped it because it was like, why? Why? You yeah. know, um, we have HD Rumble. We have all the all the stuff that you need to be on a Switch. Uh, uh, it plays uh, just as good with the Joy Cons as it does with the, the controllers. So we support Pro controllers, and we support like the dog face controller and. Joy-Cons. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing is if you're playing party mode and you want eight players in, it's going to be eight Joy-Cons. 
So you Got can't it. actually support eight pro controllers on one switch. It's eight Joy-Cons. Is that a lim- is that a limitation? For it's the just the way it, it's a hardware thing. It's the way Nintendo numbers the Joy-Cons. So you have like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like when they're together, they count as one. When they're separate, they all count as one. Mm-hmm. So it's weird math. And like that was the thing that tripped us up the most. Like, so let me ask. Let me ask yeah. you. I have my 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 controller situation is a pro controller, yeah. two Joy Cons. Yep. Can I play with three people like that? Yes. Okay. If you want to play party mode with eight, with I think it's what four or more people or six or more people, you need to be all Joy Con. Yeah, all all, all single Joy Cons turned on their side. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's just the hardware. It's works awesome that, way. that you can have up to eight people on a console yeah. like that like oh, that's it's pretty incredible yeah tell tell like 12 year old me that he blows freaking mind out yeah. you know what i mean yeah and like, <laughs> like wait i could have, have that people many more friends yeah. over what yeah let's do it it's like yeah two n64s <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah it's crazy it's oh crazy. man so um you mentioned earlier is is it solely digital release or can i go pick up a physical copy if i was inclined to do so so right now it's the eShop. okay and we're featured currently on the coming soon page. Yes, we are. We're currently that. in the coming soon page, and we're also running a kind of a cool contest. I guess I'll tell people about that. Do it. Yeah, please do. But um, yes, eShop on the 29th. And okay. We are talking to people potentially to maybe get a physical release. Awesome. Awesome. So that'd be like a dream of It's like my first game I've ever released on a Nintendo console. Like, I kind of want to go all out. It'd like, be awesome, be awesome to have that box. Dude, dude I would, can you, like, go God, crazy. I'll dude. print my own box just so I have it. Like, <laughs> uh, but no, like, Everyone says retail is dead, but like, dude, I will get a no, box I, version have, of any game, and I will fight for my games to be box versions because there's like a legitimacy to it. Like, I as much as I like maybe don't care for GameStop and their business practices and being a developer and how they treat us and the money we don't get from their sales. Um, <laughs> That's next yep, episode. Yep, yeah, yeah, right. I want to see my game on their shelf. Yeah, of course the you do. Yeah. Like, that makes you like well, because it's, it's yeah. we yeah. talked about that. It's like a, it's it's a tangible thing. A, You're like yeah. Wow! No, I've like it's it's operated made in, this, it. in this space, the, like this digital space. But like, oh, I can I'm holding it. Yeah, like, it's, it's amazing. Real. Like yeah. when I took him like, a copy of like Fear, Final Fantasy twelve. Like I have the steel book. I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like I can open up the manual and like my name's right there. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. It's just like it's dumb as it is. It's like seeing your name in the credits. Like it's like, oh, it's amazing. It's cool. It's, like yeah. it's just a little like token that holding you wanna... things is always going to be. I am in the credits of ukulele. Just want everyone to know that. Oh no, did you back? Did you back? I it? did. I did. Awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the credits for the Paul Simon Gershwin Prize that he won. <laughs> I took a I took a screenshot of that bitch. You wait. You what? So I worked. We need at least one. It's part not gaming. It's, not, it's related not, to a Felix. It's like the <laughs> no, no, no. It's not, it's not game. We're talking about credits. No, no, no. I, know, I, I want you to expand. Cause oh, we don't, we don't know what that is. No, I, the Paul Simon Gershwin Prize is very similar to the Mark Twain Prize. It, it that's given out for comedy. Oh, okay, okay. Right. No, no, but none it, of us I mean, I've, we've okay. never heard. So I've never not heard Paul Simon the musician. Yes, Paul Paul Simon the musician. What does he have to do with comedy? He doesn't. The Gershwin Prize is for music. Okay, you're the credits of a prize. So the Paul Simon <laughs> the Gersh- question. Prize. This is when we all ask questions because we just simply don't understand what he's talking. The Gersh- Gershwin Prize is yeah. a prize that's given out or was given out. I don't know if it still is for recording and influencing the music industry for more than three or four decades. Mm-hmm. Wow! And that's what Paul Simon got, and no, other artists get it other years. He got it one year, gotcha. and there was I I I worked the show at the Warner Theater. Right, and I ended up getting a credit for it. Yeah, 
Oh, I thought the award name was the Paul Simon Gershwin. I was just like, yeah, outside yeah. of Chevy Chase in that no, one no, video, it's called the Paul Gershwin Simon has Prize nothing to do with comedy. Like, so it, nah. I, got, I got it up here. It's the Library of Congress Gershwin Prize for popular song. Yeah. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, it's yeah. given to a composer or performer for their lifetime contributions to popular music. Yep. I mean, it's got to be a certain amount of decades. I though. mean, it, it might provide some context. Do you want to you talk about like... For for Nick specifically, like your experience as like Nickelodeon. Oh yeah, like, yeah. no, I mean I don't have know. to go into my whole history, but I I used to do live productions of mm-hmm. TV shows. So like I worked down in Washington multiple times for comedy shows, and I I worked down in Washington for the Mark Twain Prize and the Gershwin Prize. Didn't like Jennifer Garner kick you in the nuts? And Jennifer Garner kicked me in the nuts. Incredible. That was working on Nickelodeon. I worked on a a, a now defunct um, interstitial programming show called um nick you pick live it was about the, i think i remember that around yeah, the yeah, time yeah. when you were you said you were getting started around 2004 is that what you said yeah i was getting started in that industry around 2004 so i was up in new york and i was working for nickelodeon and mtv oh nice and i worked at the um yeah i worked at on nick you pick live and it it was so weird because it was almost like uh d- d- you know dinner in a movie for like cartoons yeah so like and I had to like manage the studio audience. Um, and, but they would bring in like weird at the time, Jennifer Garner was doing alias and they brought her in to like be a, a guest. They brought all kinds of people through mm-hmm. there, but I, I mostly met Nickelodeon celebrities. I, like, love, I love this. That Amanda, <laughs> favorite. that Amanda so Bynes good. chick. I yeah. met her when she the was Amanda Bynes chick. I, I met know her. I met her when she was a young kid. She, Pretty crazy. She gave me a sandwich. Um, <laughs> she did. She did. <laughs> It's just funny. I don't want to take thunder away from Nick, though. No, I mean, you're I mean that's awesome. You're that's fine. great. You're good. But I, uh, it's like a five minute spotlight. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but I got I got kicked I got bottled up. I got kicked in the stomach something. by Jennifer Garner. I was wearing an abominable snowman. So, uh, tell the tell the I was story. Say, How the like, fuck I worked at, at, at yeah. Nick You Pick Live. You finished I finished a sandwich from Amanda, at, and then I was at, like, I got to do something else. At, <laughs> at, at, no, Nick You Pick Live. I was working in the prop room this day. It would rotate. They would shift me. One day I would have to work the kids. Where you, there's like a live studio audience. Can you, you, have to can you context work your work the kids? Manage that sounds a little weird. manage the kids between being in the live studio audience mm. and taking them to like to the bathroom. You know, you got to literally working them. the kids. Chaperone, right. okay. got, got it. chaperone. Got it. It's somehow um, worse. Sometimes I would have to work craft services. I think it could get worse. Hey, sometimes I had to work craft services. I had to put out all the candy for the kids. Hey, you ate the candy, is what you meant? Yeah. Yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> one for me, one for the kitties. One for me, one for the kitties. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I would do that. But this one day I was working props, yeah. and they came to me early on, and they said, we got a bit we're doing, right? And the girl who was going to play in the bit got sick, and she never came in to work. Right. So the bit is Jennifer Garner is going to, because she's on Alias and she kicks butt, she's going to have to fight the main superhero character on the show or this cow that's on the show. Regular characters. Was a people, cow on the show? Yeah, like a cow was like a cast member, like danced and shit. Yeah, it was weird. I never watched Alias. It's no, 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 not Alias. No. The Nick and Pick <laughs> crossover. <laughs> crossover. How did the cow fit so into there was the a, show? There was a superhero character. There no, was a fine. cow sh- character. There were, were char- characters on the You've show. Cleared it up, for but me. they wrote for the that day. Cow. They wrote a third character, Correct. which was the abominable snowman, because they happened to have an abominable snowman costume. Right. But they didn't think anyone, any of the kids were going to pick the abominable snowman. Because why the fuck would they? So, so two minutes before this bit was supposed to be done, some guy barges into the prop room. And he goes, dude, you're not going to believe this. you got to go on. And I went, 
because they wanted me to jump into the abominable snowman in case. But like he goes, I can't believe how much these kids want to kill Jennifer Garner. They really want violence. <laughs> Can I ask a question? What? Just, just before it. we wrap up with this story, yeah, I never asked this question. Who was playing in the cow and in the other one? Well, the superhero is just a guy, an actor. Who sure, but who was playing in the cow? Some other person. But they couldn't fit in the the, the snowman. Suit? But they're in, they're in the same. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't they be like, yo, point. dude? Instead of hopping in the cow, just be this dude. Yeah. I they, don't just, know. they just looked at you and you were like, you're a Maybe better. the cow was already out there. Like the cow would have to stand there in like a panel so you all, or something. All three had to be on set at the same time. Yeah. It was like, who's going to get chosen? Right. Yeah, who's going to get sense. chosen? Okay. Got it. Um, but anyway, yeah, the kids picked the bottom of the snowman and then I went out. I got footage of this. I know. I've seen it. Yeah. And I went out and I did like a rocky thing currently looking where I warmed it. up. And You want to find it? <laughs> he has I'm, it. I'm looking for it. I don't think you're going to find it. You're going to find it on... Um, I don't think I, you're going to find it, but you're going to find it here. No, I think it's on my YouTube channel. Don't quote me on that. But anyway. Did you have a pad in your chest? No, it, it wasn't like a heavy kick or anything like that. But <laughs> but the funniest thing was is I'm getting ready to go on and I'm real nervous. This is my first time on national TV. Yeah, in a fucking suit. No one knows <laughs> right, it. No one, but still, you get nervous. Yeah, you're there. And I turned to this this guy who is uh, who's like the stage manager and I go, what am I doing? What am I supposed to do? And he goes, you're an actor, right? React. That's what he said to me. <laughs> I'll never it's forget. A classic, it. like producer. And I went out, and the guy. Uh, what you do? The, she, she kicked me in the stomach, and there was like, I swear to God, every time I watch it, it looks like it's like a minute long pause before I fall over. But it's not. It's I don't. Like, I don't think I've ever noticed it. It's way shorter. Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely. That's hilarious. I don't know if it's really on there. I put it somewhere. I just don't remember where. Maybe it's on. You know what? Land. It's we'll probably just on Facebook. That's yeah. probably where it is. Well, I'm not going that place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. You don't believe in the book no more. Nah. Yeah. Um, so we can find by the time this episode comes out. I know that we just listened to Felix talk for a little while. Sorry about that. Nick. No, I asked the question. That's a great story. <laughs> yeah. Um, not too many people could say they were punched in the stomach by kick. kick. It oh, was kick. kick in the stomach. One, one real quick thing. The worst thing about it was uh, I got in trouble for talking to her afterwards. By the MTV people, not by her people or yeah. by her. She's walking down the hall. I guess I had taken, I had shifted to taking the kids to the bathroom, and the kids were doing that. You still or whatever. in the suit? I no, no. Right. I was just out of the suit. normal clothes, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm just like standing there, but you know, and she's walking by with her entourage, and she walks by, and I said, uh, "Nice sparring with you, Miss Garner." And she goes, "Oh, abominable! Nice sparring with you too!" And just kept walking, like all cool. And all these people passed me. I swear it was like one of those things where it's That's like a good every line. person it's is like a, like a smooth, yeah, yeah. Nice smooth smooth line to throw out there, right? So Garner. the last person in this line, this train of like fifteen people, was an MTV person, some mm-hmm. whoever, and they go, "That's a no-no," and kept walking. And I was like, "What was this about?" Fuck them! Like after my yeah, job right, was exactly. over, I had to watch these like like videos, these internal videos that Nickelodeon has. On or MTV, it was for the whole uh, MTV thing the whole about Viacom, the like about how mobile. appropriate they're specifically tailored to teach you how to be around A list celebrities. Yeah. And I had to watch all these like weird videos. That's like media training stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, bad. that it's kind so of stupid. crap. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, like, how about we not be like real people, but we be yeah. the people that she they... she definitely responded like a human woman 
to a, a, a That's human. That's good that she was a human. Well, so what happens when someone talks to you is you respond in kind, like, <laughs> sure. hey, I just kicked you in the stomach. I like, honestly, yeah. to this day, like, I honestly, to this day, do not think she turned to somebody and said, tell that dick to stop no, being that way. No, it was definitely just, yeah. it was definitely someone just Someone somewhere MTV. was like, oh, I could do my job. Yeah. Let me yell at him. <laughs> this is yeah. all I do. I, I justify my existence for today. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. Yeah, so, so we, so... When this episode releases, uh, will then be Friday, a day after Cluster Puck's release on um, Nintendo Switch. We can find it on the eStore. Yes. That's how we want to purchase it, it's right? It's eShop. eShop. Okay. Excuse me. All right. Mm-hmm. Got to be specific. Store, yeah. shop. Fucking People need to know what to Google, you know? Yeah. Google eStore, right? <laughs> if, if you're just hearing about it now, which may be the first time that you're hearing about it, besides the Switch, we can also find it where exactly? Steam, Xbox One, Air Console, and Android TV. Perfect. Um, so you can find it anywhere there if you're looking to purchase a copy as well, which which I think we've talked about enough of why you'd want to pick up a version. I, I love the idea of the um, the couch co-op though. Yeah, I'm doing a um, I'm doing a Saturday stream. I can stream it as soon as Saturday, uh, and I could Sorry, probably the schedule. I could probably stream it on uh, Easter Sunday as well. Unless I gotta go do something with my family. No, you that probably have like to do something like a with thing your family. Where yeah, there's no, gonna, people, <laughs> families gathering together to do yeah. something. Like a day where everyone gets it together. Seems, I don't, I don't yeah, know why. I it think might that. be Easter. Sunday. I stream a lot. So, just, are you guys cool with me streaming the game? Of course. All right, great. Do no, no, no. Don't, don't do that. No, it's private. <laughs> it's a private thing. No, no, no. I'll promote it. That's why he just spent an hour talking about himself. Don't put all over the internet and show how fun it is. I, yeah. I, I can't, I, well, I can't put it to Twitter. I still can't get into my Twitter. Okay, I account. think it's going to be okay. <laughs> we'll okay, see. so here's the thing. For people who can get on Twitter, if you go to our Twitter account, at PHL Collective, there's, I think, pinned to the top of our page, there is a contest going on. Mm. So us, our partners, uh, CodeSync, and then a company called controller chaos who do really amazing custom controllers nice have created custom cluster puck joy cons so if you head over to our twitter page there you go those are awesome head over to our twitter page there's a contest you got to follow the rules they're all like outrun 80s style yeah you can can win some custom joy cons and i think some t-shirts but so when I just gotta follow you guys? I think you gotta follow, retweet, and maybe like tell us how many goals are in the video, something like that. There's a there's a little bit of engagement there. We're not looking for uh, Twitter contest bots to win this. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. need we need real people to to enter. But uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter. You can win some Joy Cons, but we'll also be doing some T-shirt giveaways nice. and all kinds of all kinds of junk. And then see us at Pax East in Boston, where yeah. you can also get some more junk that we're nice. gonna give away, Followed. And all kinds of stuff. So yeah. I mean, we have anyone going to PAX East this year? No. Uh, no. I mean, we didn't get tickets. Yeah, I can't so, swing at this we, year myself. Yeah. It's so expensive. Yeah. It's yeah. so expensive. These guys, uh, we I, don't last I, year. I don't think I, I told you, these guys went to um, E3 what year? 2016. Yeah. 2016. Nice. Yeah. Not a public thing. Nice. Yeah. So they were like one of the first ones to win because you, you had won tickets. I, I won uh, one, at first, one ticket through Loot Crate. Okay. And we totally thought it was a scam. Like this person contacted us and said, you won this E3, you won E3 tickets. And we were like, nah, this can't even be real. We were like vetting her email to make sure this girl was like legitimately loot gaming and like all this stuff. And turns out it was real. And then like she just went out of her way to offer my girlfriend a ticket. And I, she didn't want to go. She didn't care. She's not a gamer. So I basically was like, 
how about we just give that ticket to somebody else from the show? Yeah. So and they were like, cool. So this guy went. Yeah, no, they didn't fantastic. care. Yeah. They yeah. didn't so care. Fun. It was a lot of fun. So fun. It was such a, a, a mind fuck of an experience. You don't expect the scale. Like when we were there, they were pushing uh, Mafia Three. Yeah. They had a whole like Bourbon Street like. Yeah, they had a Zydeco band. Like that was also set up. Uh, Dishonored Two at that point. Dishonored Two is that they had a whole like museum set up. Callback whale, whale oil. Yeah, there it is. Whale oil. Whale oil. Whale oil. Punks. My friends had their first demo there. You did the shit battles. Right. Uh, Battlefield One was there. Uh, Breath of the Wild. They had their entire exhibit there. Right. Yeah, that's that that was pre Switch announcement. Nintendo's whole footprint. It's crazy to think about that now. Was just Mm. their like museum. That you walk through and you, you experience like what a shrine would be. You would sit in there and walk through a shrine yeah. and you went Damn. out to play. That's what so kindled cool. my burning flame yeah. that is Breath of the Wild. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Your burning flame. I have a question for you though, Nick, before we drown out with random conversation. Um, <laughs> we talked very, a little bit about um, a few episodes ago, we talked about Microsoft and um, their E3 presence this year, right? We talked about like their E3 presence being essentially like an indie developer presence, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you have anything to to share or, or your own opinions as as a gamer itself about Microsoft's lack of first party content and like how you view it as a developer and also as a fan of of gaming? Yeah, so I, I guess the first thing, before I get into, I guess, the first party stuff, I'll say that the ID Xbox program is, like, yeah. incredible. Like, mm. Chris Charla and the group over there, like, do an amazing job, like, getting games out and, like, getting good games out and featuring mm. games. Um, they, I think, for the most part, are, like, single-handedly, like, driving, like, what's going on on the Xbox store. And, wow. like, just right. all the digital games that they're releasing, like, are incredible. Like, they're awesome. Like, they really opened up. Um, a lot of doors for a lot of developers. Um, and they made things easy because the Xbox One is your developer kit. Like, there's so much stuff that they built in right. to that unit to like just really make things easy for people, for developers. First party wise, I think now Microsoft is realizing the error in their ways. Sure. And now they are spending to try to fix those errors, like mm. canceling scale bound and like crackdown being um, delayed. Like. 2,000 billion times. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> and then they, they had that Halo TV series plan. They, had, yeah, a night, whole, they had a whole bunch of things or, in the... Did, yeah, we so already had like yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, we had an episode of something. I don't... Yeah. Quantum Theater was Quantum Break. Quantum, quantum Break, break was. Like, that, yeah. It didn't I, make the big splash that I liked it. I, I liked I'm a it huge too. fan of Remedy. I, like, I love what they do. Like I think it was really good. It could yeah. have been better, but like... Sure. They kind of failed on as more of a like a directive for Xbox like yeah. the entertainment platform thing so like sure. what Quantum Break was trying to do like try to align with I think some of their goals and that didn't follow through like Xbox yeah. they shuttered their whole entertainment studio so like first party's been going through like a weird thing over the past couple it of years is, right. and like now Sea of Thieves right like I was in one of the first technical alphas mm-hmm. and I hated it I couldn't stand it we were, oh, God, we were we, Trip and I played the first technical alpha and like I I enjoyed being in the ship and then got bored and then got on land and was like, what am I actually doing right now? Right, like yeah. right. when I try and shoot a gun, like it doesn't work. When I try and take my sword out, I'm battling a skeleton. Fire, fire like, so bad. In that, oh, at that, that point alpha. they, they had just introduced the idea of the blunderbust. Yeah. At that point. Right. So you mentioned, so you play the technical alpha for like rare, like I'm a huge fan of rare. You're expecting playing on it 64, to be like, right? Yeah, yeah. Like funny and fun and like full of character and like mm-hmm. lively. But then you get in there, like it looks beautiful. 
but what am I doing? It's an empty sandbox, it's right? Empty. So like, they even have people like pretending to man like the the bars or the or the shops nothing, or whatever right? else. Yeah, yeah. So like, I stopped after that. I'm like, I'm not interested. I'm gonna wait till it comes out and hopefully it'll be better. And like, a lot of people from the office have purchased it, and they're I'm what I'm hearing from them, and I guess what I'm hearing from the whole internet is like nothing's really changed. Nothing's changed. It's so it's like it's maybe so they added like a couple things, but yeah. like. There's yeah, you have the Xbox diehards, which are like, this is amazing. Like, I fought a crack. And and Rare's like come battles. out and said that like, oh, we want this to be a game people keep coming back to, and they'll see the new things that we've added. So it sounds like they've released a platform for something yeah, that's well, supposed to be pretty awesome. That's a whole nother issue with like games as a service. Like, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. want that. I want a game to a game. come out and mm-hmm. work yeah. and have content, and then if DLC comes out, sure. If I like it, I'll buy it. Like, I don't want games as a service, right? If I pay sixty bucks for Sea of Thieves, I want to join it with my friends. I want to blast some ships. I want to fight some fucking cool skeletons. I want, I want fun to activities. Something, yeah. Right. I know the sandbox looks, sandbox looks great. I know it can be filled with content, but until that content's there, that's not a game I'm going to pay for. I won't well, even pay well, 15 bucks on game pass for that. Like mm-hmm. a games sure. as a service, I think is okay. If it comes out at a price that matches that, but $60 as your starting price, but see, no one's done that yet, though. Like no one's done that right. with the game. Like I do, I, it's this idea of games as a service, but like in the early access. But like it's like this promise. Like yeah. you're going to pay sixty, and I promise you, things are going to get yeah. better. Yeah, and it's like, but like all we've been shown is like things don't really get better. Like division may be the only thing that's like here. They turn it some, around. Take some free stuff. Some free like they're they're one point. What was that? One point six. One point eight. Update was like the biggest overhaul of the game or like destiny one had rainbow six did that rainbow like, six no, oh, rainbow 6 or something. like right it massive like under the radar like massive like so i guess i lied like that's one game that's delivered on that right like maybe it kind of was like okay in the beginning but has gotten like exponentially no one's, better no one's time. had a good path they've always had to course correct to yeah, make yeah. it playable okay. yeah right and and no one expected like i i played division like so much when it first came out because the idea of running around like an actual New York City and being able to play that was like incredible to me, that, right? Yeah. We played it for a lot and Felix and I played it together and then I put it down because it was a bad game and now we got it on PC because now they've changed it completely and like continued through the development cycle but like how old is that game at this point, right? So it's Still like, good. I mean, yeah. Really. So to, to to Nick's point, like if you're going to create a platform and say, okay, this platform is twenty dollars, and then we're going to, we promise you, we're going to produce content based off of this platform versus buy our game, and we promise you, we're no, going to do but this the, for you. It, but. The question I have for Nick, being a developer, is it cost prohibitive for a development studio to say the price point is going to be twenty dollars initially? Like Sea of Thieves coming out twenty bucks, is that? Do they feel that they're not going to make enough money, so they're they're afraid, so they don't lower it? It's a first party title. Like I don't think they could release. It wouldn't be profitable at that price, even if everyone bought it. Like right. the money they put in marketing wise and the events and yeah. the cost to run. A first I mean that party price studio, or, like, or or ten dollars yeah. more at thirty or the t- fact that that like name has Hellblade with means. with forty bucks. Well, right? that, that's the thing. That's that whole kind of like the indie revolution kind of thing, or like the the what they did with with Hellblade was incredible. They put a game out like that at thirty dollars price point, and it didn't feel like a budget title. I think it was forty. Was it forty? It, it, it didn't feel like a budget title, right? <laughs> um, so, like, play. there's 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 a there's like a, a stigma to some of those lower price titles. So if they really see a thief at seems twenty like bucks, you, you, like yeah. you're like, okay, why is it lacking on content quality? What oh, is it? Yeah. And so, like, but again, it's also it's bottom line. Like, you're not going to be profitable at that scale for that game as a first party studio if you're selling a twenty dollar game. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. 
Um, it's t- it's a it's a tough road. and, and, I mean, and like, also like the infrastructure too, like Hellblade single player title. Oh yeah, yeah. story A to Z versus like Sea of Thieves, like Destiny style like online Servers, universe, which upkeeps, is completely different. Live ops, yeah. right? It's not only developing the content; it's keeping the content there working. And right. like you, it's it's that's why AAA games cost so much money. It's <laughs> sure, like, yeah. they're they're huge. But uh, to answer the original question, like. Um, I think Microsoft needs to spend. They need to get yeah. some better first-party stuff going. They need to sign some other third-party games and maybe not do six-month exclusivity, but do... The Tomb Raider situation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They need to do actual ex- exclusivity for the games. I mean, looking at... I, I had an original a launch Xbox One, and I had a launch PS4, and I came to the point like last year where I'm like, all right, I'm going to upgrade. Like, Do I want to get the One X or do I want to get the PS4 Pro? And I'm looking at the first-party lineup. I'm like... Dude, Sony all day, every day. Like, They're killing it. God of War. I got the you know new Last of Us. We have which you know, is looking pretty cool. I pre-ordered. It. We we've like, talked about we've talked about yeah, it, and we're yeah, like, yeah, hey, just, we're all kind of like yeah, middling just, on it. It's yeah, just what I want to do. Last of Us, but God of War. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Listen, I, I I'm I, I'm gonna still like pretend like I'm like a diehard Microsoft fan. PlayStation, of course, has the better first party. Their line. first party stuff like for blows sure. Microsoft away. But like, yeah. I think Microsoft and they, they know they know that right? They know they absolutely know. It. They just need the course correct, like you said. Like they mm-hmm. need to. I'm waiting for Days change. Gone. I don't know, but you Days guys. Gone. Yeah, I mean that got delayed, yeah. but I know. Yeah, thank God. Um, I follow the uh, the unofficial Days Gone Twitter. Mm. They let me know. Yeah, you haven't yeah. read that in a while, yeah. huh? No, I haven't. <laughs> Can't get into the old yeah. Twitter account. Uh, but I like we were talking about like a smarter decision for Microsoft was to buy, you know, at that point buy a smaller booth space probably like market one specific thing or or not worry about like pushing all of this stuff that doesn't exist right like why are you spending all this time to market something that's just it's just not there yet right and we've we've seen like microsoft like the rumors of acquisitions of big you know bigger companies ridiculous rumors are buying ea you know they talked about buying uh blue hole for PUBG, which i mean that that makes, makes sense. more sense you know like that's of course, like exclusive right now plans quotation marks for for PlayStation. I mean, personally, I think they would be stupid to not just scoop them up because why are you going to let PlayStation even have the ability to do it? Sure, you already first of all, player unknown. I will always choose over Fortnite. Like it's already losing the battle royale game, but but that's per person. I, I know, know, I know. like Fortnite's- I played I played Fortnite on Xbox when it first came out before player unknown was the thing. Didn't have the PC yet. Like. I played Fortnite. I don't enjoy Fortnite on a PC. I don't like. I don't enjoy the building aspect of it. And after playing Player Unknown, like I, I still choose that over it. But you want to keep that to yourself so people like that don't want to build a PC that high barrier of entry that have an Xbox will naturally buy that. That's for your the, decision the, for that for the battle royale yeah. experience, and that makes sense. Like Bluehole needs the help. Like there is like it's a shitty like they don't produce great content overall and armchair developing (laughs) but like they have not done nearly as great of a job as epic has done with fortnite and that's why they're clearly losing and the scale is now taking uh, the other way i mean don't you think the the animation style is bringing the kids in uh i i can't answer that question that way fortnite is visually appealing it's way more it's visually it's it's so if you look at a screenshot next to each other a fortnite and a PUBG screenshot like you're going to Fortnite all day, every day. Like, why do I want to see dreary, like, Eastern European block guy with a 
suit and a helmet on when I can see like cool guy with a pinata and like a pickaxe and like it's purple and bright and colorful. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, rubbery. Like that's like, fantastic. Well, the you, game looks good. Fortnite has well like a, a specific it's, it's, art direction. Yeah. Whereas PUBG is just like a it's generic. It's generic as hell. Yeah. It's yeah. like an asset grab of whatever yeah. epic. Well, it's also going to be. It's going to be a harder. PUBG is going to be a harder sell. But like parents. we like. Oh yeah. Someone 100%. that's in the, the visuals sh- alone will. Like, we'll sell it. Well, yeah, no, and it's also will make it harder for parents yeah. to like buy into that. True. Yeah. True. And and the game's also free compared to, you know, PUBG. You have the price of entry, but like, yeah. I'll choose the ultra realistic like garbage that's PUBG. <laughs> Me too. Versus Fortnite, <laughs> even though it's free, and I've played Fortnite, and I and I understand the the what Fortnite has created. Like we have Ninja playing Fortnite with Drake like breaking Twitch records, like Drake, like rapper Drake playing Fortnite. Like you have NBA players playing Fortnite because it's become a part of like an overall conversation that gaming doesn't get included in enough. And and I get it, but like going back to the, the other point, like Xbox and Microsoft needs to acquire Blue Hole for the sole purpose that there is a fan base for player unknown that would buy a console solely to play it because they don't want to build a PC because it is a higher point of entry than it is to simply buy a, an Xbox. Yeah. And I would I would say that's not I wouldn't think that would be the answer. Mm. Cuz that's that's a that's a risky investment. I mean any investment at that price sure. is going to be risky. But who knows if the battle royale thing is going to live on. True. If Blue Hole or PUBG Corp whatever they're called now doesn't have something else in the can, mm. another concept which could live on and go further, be something different. That's not an investment I would make or I think Microsoft makes. I think they need to buy or go in and look at other developers and other sure. like n- like new IP, right? right? Or things that people can do with some of their old IP. Like everyone's been clamoring for like Banjo or something like that, right? Like do some of the nostalgia stuff. Invest in some new IP. Like go back to Remedy. See what else they can do. Like there's mm, things they can do. bad for a day too. Exactly. Like you give the fans what they want, the battle toads, all that stuff, Jeez. right? Instead oh of investing in the flash in the pan, get something which maybe has a little bit more of a you know. Well, because you a, see a, all a of long these tail or a life to it. It's a good you know? point. All right, look, I, I have an idea for you. Yes, let me hear. You take a hundred, <laughs> hundred pucks. Yeah. You drop a hundred pucks on an island. Okay. The, this has already been a thing that we've joked about in the office. I'm, <laughs> oh, not, I'm not even kidding. And then you see who scores the goal. Who the first. gets the yeah. first goal? Um, like no, but it, but it's yeah. true. No, I mean you make you make a a, a valid point that like. Battle Royale was a thing because it was it, it was created as a first, right? Like it started as the DayZ mod and it was super Which I was super into. Super popular as the DayZ mod mm-hmm. and then it became like the H1Z1 and then the H1Z1 became the the player unknown and like you'll get to a point similar to Anthem that it's like I am tired of this type of game and this and this type of platform so i mean it it makes sense that that's when we see certain games that come out that it's like nostalgic like oh this is really what i want but no one's producing what i really want so i'm going to just keep playing what is which is the call of duty machine the battlefield machine these things that i just play every year because i feel like well why why not everyone else is playing it so let me buy it and play with my friends yeah. you know I mean, even Microsoft's having trouble with their machine like Halo 5 was like kind of underwhelming and like that's a thing they need to go back and try to fix yeah. and, like, I don't hear anybody talking about that and figure right out well know? here's the thing Halo 5 has the best multiplayer since Halo 2 I, I, I will agree there I played I, that was the first Halo game where I never I didn't finish the campaign I went straight to multiplayer yeah and Halo 5 multiplayer is is, 
It's good. Yeah, it's it's, it's way better than three. Warzone and four. is super fun. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like and but no one's talking about it. It's not part of the conversation. And like, how do you come out with Halo Six following that? Like, you have to change the way in which you're approaching that. And yeah. if the approach is, oh, let's have a bunch of Master Chiefs dropping a map and hundred Master Chiefs, whoever <laughs> lives yeah. is the best Master Chief. Like, that's not the answer to the problem. Yeah, like, maybe it's yeah. a short term like band aid solution that lasts like a flash in the pan, like you mentioned. Yeah. But how do you innovate and and create something that's lasting? Which I yeah. think Microsoft like really needs to figure out right now. Cause if they don't like, why are we buying that console? Right. You yeah. know, they need better first party studios. They need better first party content. I mean, just look at Sony stuff like that. Your answer is right there. Like, yeah. Sony likes to take chances on their, on their studios as well. Yeah. Like you have, um, who's making dreams media molecule. Yeah. Like this, this is a game that's been in production and it seemingly has no direction. It seemingly just is like a no one can understand game. it. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, and Sony's like, yeah, let them do what they want. They're gonna put it out. They're gonna put it out when they're ready. And same with um, Days Gone developer Ben was MIA for I want to say like five years since I mean, they, they were made doing the Vita, Vita stuff. They did the Vita games. They were doing Siphon Filter stuff before that. Like, yeah. again, they're no, like that's a studio that no one really knew Sony owned for like a really long time, mm-hmm. and like here they are, right? Like looking at even just like Naughty Dog that was kind of like early Sony stuff like from Crash to like Uncharted when you didn't saw realize that it was first the same, Nathan, like same the screenshot of Nathan, Nathan Drake and you're like oh yeah what or like Jack or you know not um, not Crash but uh, Jack and Daxter Mm-hmm. to Uncharted. You're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? What is this? You know? Yeah, like, and it's like, I look at a, you look at like the Sony, how they treat their first party developers and you see EA, how they, I feel like there's kind of a contrast when EA goes, okay, well, we're, we're not going to put our better horses on this, uh, better money on this horse, so we'll close Visceral or we'll do this or we'll do, you, you see a lot more good things come out of Sony when Sony likes to nurture their developers instead of like, go, okay, well, we don't see the money here, so we're gonna kind of shift our, you know, focus a little bit. And does that make sense? What I'm saying? Well, no. It's, I mean, Sony focuses on the creative. When yes. You, and, and to your example, EA focuses on, oh, Dice has great tech. We're gonna buy Dice and label all our studios Dice this. Or right. hey, Frostbite is cool. Yeah, like they yeah, Frostbite. We're gonna do. Uh, now you're Bioware. This this city. This city. This city. You know, mm-hmm. like it's more about like just kind of the branding, filling it and yeah. branding as opposed to like. Who cares who the studio is? If the creative is good, go with it. Sony you know? said, Kojima, like, come over here and make whatever you're going to make next. Yeah. Here's a <laughs> billion dollars to make you want. Death Stranding. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Pay for Norman oh, Reedus and everyone else. Don't like, get me started on Death Stranding. <laughs> Dude, I'm so... We love the troll. I'm so, oh, because, I'm so, like, I'm so like, excited I'm, for I'm ex- Listen, I'm excited for the experience that here's he's, he's going to give us. And you're all going to love it. You, so I, I'm Trip's going to love it. He, hates, he thinks that we hate it. <laughs> There's not a game yet that we've even no. seen. We've seen some really cool videos. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. sure he's got a great product that's oh, yeah. waiting to come out. But we keep telling me, oh, yeah, there's nothing. There's we don't see anything. Like at this point, and it could like, literally be a look, baby throwing in the ocean simulator, you can, and no one would know the difference. Look, you, you don't, can make up anything, and that's probably what it's going to like be. Your idea is to dive into tunnels, find the babies, bring them back to the ocean, and throw them in it, and that would be the game. The, well, and now we know you can wear some kind of suit with a little like little crosshair that can identify some invisible people that can maybe find the babies. Yeah. Right. There'll be a random uh, Tyrannosaurus <laughs> you, uh, like, Rex sex I don't, scene. I don't want to, because it's getting kind of late. It's getting but like, really late. But like, is it, isn't it Sony... You, isn't, don't, you don't realize this yet, but you're already playing Death Stranding. <laughs> and you don't <laughs> even you don't even know, man. It's you don't fun. even We're know. We're already in the game. You're already playing it. 
But I, I think the struggle for Microsoft is like Sony is able to take those chances because like they took a risk and it worked out for them. Oh yeah. And like it continued to work out for them because Naughty Dog started creating content that's like left a, a lasting impression on the gaming industry mm. where Microsoft, I feel like is at the point where they may be a little gun shy to, to take a risk. And mm. I think rare may have been their first step at saying, okay, rare, let's create something and see what you can create. And it's like, well, if you don't if you don't take the risk, there's no reward, obviously. But they have to start doing that and, and trying, or else you're. What are you going to get? Gears of War five, Halo six. Like, what do you have left? Record, record two. You got yeah. It. So they, God, they took a risk with that. There's good ideas yeah. that didn't work out. They should have took. They should have taken the risk with Scalebound. But again, these are third party risks. Like, yeah. but again, it's platinum games. You know the quality of the game they can make. Great. It's been delayed. There might be some issues, creative budget, whatever it happens to be. But like take a fucking swing like yeah. people were hyped for that game like it was gonna be like an actiony monster huntery like dude with headphones dante-esque like whatever like mm-hmm. just fucking go with it who yeah. cares pay a little bit more money like just get that game I, out there I, people i don't know how it. i ended on, up on it but i ended up on state of decay and it's it was one of my favorite yeah, games I mean, for that's, a long time they took a I, risk on that one i knew Literally nothing on, about on 360. that yeah, it's and the it one thing out, that I can't you know? wait for. When I is, when I bought that, I had no idea what that was going to be. I just said, oh, zombies, oh, good screenshots, okay, I'll buy it. And I bought it, and yeah. I went, holy shit. And that was an Xbox is, Live arcade game. This yeah, is so much more than Towards what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. That was like at the end of the Xbox 3. Yeah, and he cycle. told me about it, and I picked it up and played it, and we ended up falling in love together like about that game. Yeah, it, was, it, was it like, wasn't multiplayer at that time, but we were doing this thing where we would be in Xbox chat, and we would just chat about our progress. Yeah. Equal, you know, separately, you know, yeah. talk strategy. I used to do that with Torchlight 1. Mm. You, know, you know Torchlight? Torchlight? Yeah, absolutely. Diablo action RPG style yeah. game, but like it, there was no multiplayer in the first one. So right. I would sit next to like my friends and we'd be like, sure. yo, what does your guy got? What do you, what do you, what do you, what are you rolling? What are you yeah. rocking with? And yeah. we did that kind of thing. It was the same thing. He would, he would tell me about his, you know, his whole party that fell apart because he hadn't logged in for three days. And, <laughs> you know, the, the priest ended up killing everybody because the priest was hungry or whatever it may be, you know, but like, no, he was he was consoling people. Yeah, and and, and helping them, them helping yeah. them commit suicide. Right, it was yeah. insane. Yeah, but like who who saw that coming? But it's the same way. Like at the time, who saw some of these other games coming that ended up becoming something that's a franchise that now we play Uncharted games all of the time. Right, it's, yeah. the, it's the same thing. Um, but I think we should I think we should wrap. I think that so. way we can all. Um, you know, do what else we have to do this evening. But uh, Nick, thank you so much for being on thank the you. show. Yeah. Seriously, thank you for joining us. Awesome. Thanks for running real late. With no, me. it's okay. No, we usually <laughs> run this late happens. anyway. But yeah, I mean, it's been great to also check ourselves too. Like speaking to somebody that's in the industry, like we might think we twice about shit sometimes. Yeah. We didn't get to talk unions. Oh, no, nah, nah, we're not getting into it. Let's keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, no. We'll just we come to. back on the show again, and yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll have more discussion. Yeah, hit me in uh, twenty twenty eight. Twenty twenty eight. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there'll be there'll, there'll be like another cluster pop Alexa, game. Remind me in yeah. ten years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to to talk about yourself and then talk about your current studio and, and the games that you're producing. It, it definitely helps us as well as, as, as people that are, that are trying to break into the industry from a different, different aspect. But, um, anyone that's interested more about playing cluster puck, you could find it on the eShop, steam, not the, e- not the e- Xbox store. live, 
You can find it everywhere there if you wanted to give it a shot. We may be able to see it on Felix's stream in, in the near future as well. Very soon, actually. Uh, which, would be, which would be awesome. So um, please check it out. We uh, Emerging Gamer Stamp Approved. We, uh, we hope you guys check it out and, and then tell us about it or, or tweet at PHL Collective. Yeah, win those Joy-Cons. Get in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do yeah. that. I'm going to do it when I get home. Yeah. Not, right. not, not stickers. Literal custom Joy-Cons. They are custom Joy-Cons. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Get in there. Yeah. Write a comment on the YouTube uh, on the episode. Write comments on the episode on, on like, YouTube. YouTube. I'm yeah. sorry. I wasn't following. So yeah. I, either, we're either we're new to YouTube, so mm-hmm. we forget to like what... Like, share, subscribe, like, y'all. Yeah, there it is. Smash that like button. <laughs> smash, yeah. smash that like button. <laughs> yeah. Felix here with another YouTube video. Yeah. Um, oh. But no, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Nick, for being on the show. And we'll Thanks see you uh, next week for 160. Yep. Later. Later. See you. Later. Yeah. Like, if your real name was Felix Hergood? Oh. That's a horrible name. Yeah, you'd be a pervert. <laughs> you'd have to. <laughs> you'd be an actual. That's exclusively where. Yeah, like you can't just you can't just be like a yeah. like a you know like an online pervert. Like you're an actual pervert. Yeah, real you have to, yeah. I have to act the character wherever yeah. I go. Yeah. Yeah. Trench coat and, and hold it closed everywhere. Even oh. if you got nothing on underneath, like fully clothed, you just got to hold it like this. You got to walk with it. Are you so guys pre-showing this on purpose like this? Because this is good pre-show. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, oh, this is all natural. So, you know what I'm saying. Uh,